You ready? 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 One, two, three, four! features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. 
Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE podcast. Tonight, we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly, where we talk nothing but sports for the duration of the show. I, of course, am your host, Steve Kent, and we have a lot on the agenda. We have the NFL draft to talk about. We have the NBA and NHL playoffs currently getting ready to go into the second round with a few a few first-round games still uh, up for grabs here. Matter of fact, the Toronto Maple Leafs with a one nothing lead over the Tampa Bay Lightning after two, and after one, the New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers are tied up at one apiece. Rangers need the game to stay alive. The New Jersey Devils with a win will advance to round two, and the same can be said for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, We have, like I said, a lot to cover. We'll also talk about the Aaron Rodgers uh, trade that finally took place this week, among other things. Uh, I currently have Alex and Lou on the show uh, with me currently, and for anybody who has yet to do so, you can subscribe to the Missy AE podcast by going to, by going to blogtalkradio.com slash Missy AE, or you can subscribe on any of the major podcast networks, that being iTunes, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and any of the other major podcast networks. So with that being said, gentlemen, let's get to the conversation as we had quite the NFL draft. As a matter of fact, I believe they had a record 41 trades go down at this year's draft. I mean, 41, like I can't, I can't even, I can barely, uh, barely imagine, you know, having usually, usually during a trade deadline, you see like maybe, maybe 10 or 12 trades or something go down, but 41 yeah. trades at, 41 straight. At, uh, in, in a, in a draft. I mean, it just seems, it, it, it kind of seems uh, unfathomable, unfathomable when you think about yeah. it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Awesome to be with you guys. Lou, uh, another great show today. And Steve, thanks for having me on uh, tonight. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like some random, like some new, um, you know, kind of recent um, trend. These GMs, it's become easier and easier, you know, technology, yeah. ding, ding. You know what I mean? You got 19 different interns. The, the, the league has become so big. Uh, it, it's definitely not one guy, you know, walking around in Oakland, you know, on a uh, bad, you know, landline trying to call a GM in Green Bay. Now it's like easy no, these are all and good. fast, easy and fast and kind of sexy. Everyone's doing it. So, yeah, now it's like uh, it's the uh, it's the end thing. Everyone wants to trade uh, fast and furious. I love it. It's uh, it's rapid speed, hard to keep up with. And, you know, the league loves it. You know, it's uh, tantalizing and rapid fire. Yeah, that's what you need. Right. What, yeah, what, what, what are your thoughts on that, Lou? The fact that, uh, you know, I mean, obviously there's so many draft picks to throw around and so many teams yeah. wanting to uh, – to trade up or trade down, but 41 trades in one draft? Unreal. Yeah, that's a little – that's unreal. I've never seen anything like that before. 
and all those all those trades. Anyway, just like and just, just like um, you know, pace and that's what that's what the league that's what this draft needed, and we got. But yeah, you know, it trades. adds. You know, love it or hate it, it adds some juice. It adds some uh, spice to the dish. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know the, the league loved it. Sure oh yeah, the league definitely the league definitely loves it. That's for sure. And matter of fact, uh, you know, a lot of the, or some of these trades they did have players. Like it wasn't just draft picks. Uh, there were some. There were a few players that uh, ended up switching teams. Uh, the most notable one tonight uh, or this weekend was the Philadelphia Eagles acquiring running back DeAndre Swift from the Detroit Lions in exchange for just a fourth round pick in 2025. And also they swapped seventh round picks this year, but DeAndre Swift, I never thought I would see Detroit. I, I never thought that Detroit would move on. Yeah, from you him. said that. Can't, can't stay healthy though, guys. I mean, come on, let's be honest. It's, it's I always say it's the worst, probably, probably, the, probably the, the most, uh, yeah, probably the worst thing in sports, injuries. He, he, I guess you know he fell out of favor. He couldn't stay healthy. Maybe uh, there there were rumors, guys. Maybe um, he didn't uh, work as hard, or you know, maybe missed a few a few uh, workout sessions with doctors. That I, I think uh, Detroit was kind of getting upset with him. You saw him uh, grab uh, Gibbs. I know Steve, you had a good point on Lou's great show earlier. Maybe a reach, but they, they obviously either way they're in love with the new guy. So then, boom, uh, Swift is kind of a uh, Yesterday's news, he's expandable. And, uh, you know, the Eagles, they figure, you know, we have uh, 19 uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Let's add another. And and interesting, Swift is also originally born and raised in Philadelphia. Went to high school there. So, and, he, and he's from – and he played at Georgia. So, yeah. Eagles need another running yeah, back. You know, you, um, yeah, you know. He can't stay healthy. They also added Rashad Penny. It's, it's almost like for, for next to nothing. So, it's almost like – they're hoping uh, two really good young, a uh, lot of potential, but both are so injured. Hopefully one of them stays healthy and can be, like, the guy. But, yeah, they got Penny and Swift yeah. now for almost nothing. They got both. Yeah. What, what, did, what did you take from that, Lou, uh, with DeAndre Swift, with uh, the Lions moving on from DeAndre Swift? Because even though – oh. Uh-huh. Hang on one Tampa. second. Uh, Mid sentence here. Hold a up. one a one to one tie now. Stephen yep. Stamkos, the captain of the Tampa Bay Lightning, oh, oh. knocks it up for Tampa. Bolt up. Sorry, Lou. What, what one were your game, thoughts on or one one goal apiece? Lou, okay. sorry, but what were your but, thoughts on uh, Swift? Kind of like a, you know, kind of a very uh, just affordable, like random, like. Discount yeah. deal. They just like they just like oh, Eagles. You want them? Okay, here you go. Well, we don't really want much. Yeah. Just take him. Yeah, he's all yours. Now he's your problem. <laughs> yeah. Although the Lions made you know some improvements over the last season, so you know I can't really say it's a bust. You know they. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's, a, it's not a total loss. Yeah, and, and and guys, I'll tell you what. You know, regarding Swift and a, and a lot of these moves, uh, you know. It's like the the, the school kid where it's like, oh my god, they got this player. It's amazing. They stole him. You know these GMs and these coaches and these scouts know something. So anytime a player gets handed over for that cheap, it might not be as good as it seems. Yeah. You know. Well, let's I would get, bet. Let's, I would. Let's I would get bet. Swift is a bust 
over him getting gaining a thousand yards. Put it that way. Well, let's get let's get the thoughts of uh, we do have another Eagles fan on the line here who just joined us. Uh, Kyle, long time no talk. Uh, hey, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, what, you know, we'll get we'll get to the Eagles draft picks in a, in a minute. But what are your thoughts on the Eagles acquiring DeAndre Swift? Thanks, John. Uh, so yeah, so the thing is, is injury concerned. Whatever you got to say. Did they have Lane Johnson? Did they have Chelsea, like Travis, uh, Jason Kelsey? Not Travis. Sorry. Did they have the offensive line that we had? Did they have Jalen Hurts? Did they have? True. You know. So when people say injury concern, like yeah, the Lions don't have a bad line. Don't like I'm not gonna rank on it. I'm not gonna sleep on it. But. Let's not forget who he's rushing behind. Let's not forget Philadelphia is a running back committee. We have been for years. Yeah. We got Penny, like Rashad, like I yeah. mean Penny from Seattle. You know, we still got Boston Scott. It's like why? Like why are we so concerned about an injury prone? He was injury prone. Why? Why did the Lions there, there's, go so high on yeah. Tool last year? There's no risk. There's no risk. I, I didn't mean to sound like I was jumping right. on Swift. I'm just saying, you know. Right. Hey, no, like you said, man. I mean. You put all those guys behind the line is amazing. It's the best line I I think in the last ten years, the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Um, he's he's just, he's, he's got to be yeah. He's just got to be able to suit up. That's the one. That's the biggest right. thing. Right. And, and I didn't even hear your comments towards like the back end of it. And so like I, going into it, like what's our? It's a low risk, high reward situation. You know what I mean? It's not like we're going to go out there and expect DeAndre to touch the ball a thousand times in the game. He'll probably get between 25 and 30 like carries a game. He's going to be a, like our, you know, he's going to be a pass catching. You know, it's it, I I love it. Like I, it was such a low risk, high reward move. And I think the biggest thing that people aren't talking about is our unrestricted free agents that we find. We got Eli Ricks, unrestricted free agents. Somebody, somebody, you know, Greedy Williams. Someone's gonna have to set up and step up and become a safety. I like him a lot. And yep. You know, it, so as much as I love what Philadelphia did, let's talk about Houston, man. Houston set up. Houston set up for a while. They did a very good draft, and they got another they linebacker did. from Alabama. You know, like D'Amico might Ryan's must go. Oh my gosh, like you know, yeah. he must fall in love. Like you know, so as much as I love Philadelphia, I think Houston, Seattle. Even I think they're up there with Philadelphia, man. I think they love, they love the draft. Seattle. And like I said, you know. Yeah. Hey, real quick, guys, not to interject, but just back to um one last point on Swift. I mean, who do you guys think is better? Because they built the Eagles got them both for like so cheap. Who's better overall? Who's gonna have a better uh, year or two, Penny or Swift? I think Swift. Oh, Swift. I, I is he better? That's a question. I mean the so, the thing the thing I, the, the thing with the uh, the thing with Rashad Penny is he was good in spurts, but Swift is still young. Yeah. You know yeah. there there's still potential with Swift. I think with Penny, you basically know what you're going to get out of him. He, he's like very Swift. So he, he 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 was Penny was two years ago. Penny was a first round pick, but I guess Swift has a little bit more right. promise. Yeah. Yeah, Swift has, uh, through three seasons, he's averaging six touchdowns a season. And that's just that's just rushing. Uh, six Got rushing touchdowns per season. And he's averaging about two, 
uh, receiving touchdowns per season. So, uh, you know, like like Kyle had said, the Eagles, they clearly have a better offensive line. And obviously it's a completely different story out there in Detroit. So if he has that, if he has that, uh, you know, that uh, stat set up, in Detroit, and let's keep in mind, he didn't st- he didn't really start games in Detroit on a consistent basis until this past right. year. True. So, if you if you have Swift be, I don't know who's going to be the starter. If it's going to be Swift or if it's going to be Penny, but if you have mm. Swift starting games in in Philly, you may see his numbers potentially skyrocket with this upgraded offensive line. They still have Gainwell and they still have Boston. Boston Scott, who I love, every Eagle fan loves. He's more right. he's like a five foot seven. He, he's a gadget. He's a great toy. But yeah, I mean Swift or Penny. Hopefully one of them emerges as first of all healthy and and cashes in on that talent and you know gets a thousand yards. But I mean at end of the day, third right. and one, fourth and inches, their best running back uh, is uh, the quarterback. So it's a good luxury to have a couple of really good uh, promising running backs now. Right. Let's get let's get uh, Diane's thoughts. Diane, Diane is joining us uh, now. Diane, what are your thoughts on the Philadelphia Eagles landing a player like DeAndre Swift uh, from Detroit for only a fourth round pick? Good. Think so. Yeah. I mean, it 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 just kind of it kind of seems a little low. When I when I first saw it, I was like, really? That's all they gave up was literally a fourth round pick, and they uh, and it's not even for this year or next year. It's for twenty twenty five. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, it's basically like Detroit said, okay, we got uh, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, we can basically sell low on DeAndre Swift when, I mean, I, honestly, the Gibbs choice was a was a reach to begin with. Yeah. And Kyle, Kyle, you can uh, you can appreciate this. I mean, being an Eagles fan, you remember? I mean, so a couple of years ago, uh, the GM of the Eagles is now just, you know becoming just a, a total rock star. He's doing amazing moves. <laughs> You remember that? No, a couple of years ago, he had drafted Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson. He had drafted uh, right. Arcega Whiteside. I think he's working at Seven Eleven. I think I just saw him. I bought a coffee earlier. Uh, hey, he drafted hey, him hey, over hey. DK Metcalf. Uh, he did, he right. didn't he didn't re-sign uh, Brian Dawkins, my favorite athlete ever. He was basically like there was a there's a couple of stories. Um, the Eagles. He's really good friends with the owner Jeffrey Lurie. He was basically like, dude, you're. We're putting you in, like, a back closet office. Like, you have one year. You're, you're going to learn. And, like, I should fire you, but we're going to give you another chance eventually. So now right. that Howie Roseman, the GM, is, like, back in good graces, he's just – I don't know what it is, man. He's a man on fire. He's making these moves. I've never seen any GM in any sport. <laughs> I, he's, def, he's, just, he's crushing all these drafts. And he's the guy right. making the most moves of any GM in the league. I don't know. They should have won right. last year, but, yeah. They're going to be they're going to be in three or four more Super Bowls in the next decade. So to touch, to touch on your point on, on Howie, um, to touch on your point on on Howie as a GM, let's look at get, like Jalen Hurts' contract. People are so worried about twenty twenty five when our mega money, you know what I mean, our mega money comes in. What has what is yep. Howie going to do? Like let, let let's really think, people. 
what is he going to do? He's going to convert all that into a signing bonus, and so it's not going to touch our cap. So pretty much yep. in the next four years, our, our cap is going to reset, pretty much. And so uh-huh. I'm not worried. I love it. And then Michael Parsons talking trash on, on like, like Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, he's like, you're not going to get paid again, again. What do you think how he's going to do? He's going to reset the cap again for A.J. Brown. No way in hell A.J. Brown is going to leave. He's best friends no. with Jalen Hurts. Right. No way in hell he's going to start free agency in two years. No, Kyle, I mentioned it like, on Steve and uh, I think on Lou's show, too. I mentioned it. Uh, if you look at, let's put an example, Jalen Hurts' contract versus Daniel mm-hmm. Brown. You, mm-hmm. you nailed it right there, man. You took the words out of my If you look at both contracts year by year, the Giants are playing right. like – Four, four times more money against their cap right away. The Eagles right. have, like, backloaded or whatever you call it. It's brilliant. Like, it doesn't really – the Hurts contract doesn't really hurt the Eagles' cap for, like, four years. It's insane. Exactly. And by then, it's, <laughs> it's going to reset. The, the cap is going to start going up. It's going to reset. You know, it, it, it's crazy. And, like, we have – like you guys said, we haven't even touched on a pick. I, I just got to say this. Go figure oh that God. we drafted a, an Alabama lineman. Hmm, who was who the offensive line coach at Alabama? Hmm, Stoutland. It's like, Stoutland. it's like every single year, you, you know, it, it's just like, it's crazy. It, it, I love it. I love the draft. I love everything we did. I love how we went defense because we lost a lot on defense. But did we really? Yep. Did we lose a lot on defense when you got Jalen Carter because of, like, Hassan, I mean, uh, Hardgrave leaving? Did we absolutely, sure. did we lose our linebackers? Yep. Who's better? I would no. take Nicobe Dean and Nolan Smith over TJ Edwards. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? It, it, it's astronomical love what Philadelphia did. It, I it, love it, it. It's crazy. The only head scratcher I'm like, huh? Is we got that quarterback from Stanford, and I'm like, eh. Yeah. That's that's the only head scratcher. And I'm just like, hey, six I'm rounder. okay with it. I'm literally okay with six it. Rounder. <laughs> yeah, six rounder rolled the dice. But I mean, overall, and, and Steve, sorry, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna hijack. Kyle and I won't hijack and make it a Philly night the whole night. But real quick, um, no, yeah. As far as the drafts, I mean, you were saying they didn't lose a lot on D, but Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, you know, two of the original OGs, they're basically they're gonna probably Bingo. retire within 12 months. So these Georgia guys are gonna be learning from legends, and then right. boom, on low contracts, they're gonna slowly take over that defense. Brilliant. And. And that's, yeah, that's I mean, the thing. You you just you you nailed it. Well, there's a reason. You know, there's a reason and, why uh, Philly Philly traded up. Actually, uh, I think they traded up like one pick in order to in order to draft Jalen Carter. Right. They were saying. I mean, guys, there were a lot of a lot of pundits. You know, whatever. Everyone has different opinions. Sometimes you just throw them out the right. window. But I mean, I heard a lot of uh, rumors that Jalen Carter could have been the best player. I knew when he started flipping. Uh, how he, yeah. I knew the Eagles were, were looking at him. I mean, it's brilliant. Ninth pick, and then they added his other, like, best friend, who actually hasn't gotten into trouble, right. Nolan Smith, at 30. I mean, he could be, like, a wrecking ball at the end. I, yeah. Yeah. The best, I mean, that's what Andy Reid said. What, my favorite quote, my favorite coach, he always said, when in doubt, build them in trenches. Draft O-line, draft D-line. Eagles okay. have been crushing both lines. So th- this is my final point before I got to get a word, unfortunately. So the thing with Jalen Carter is off the field issues, off the field issues, whatever, whatever. First off, I want to say this. What 18 to 21 year old is perfect? No one. We all have off the field issues, on the field issues, workplace issues at 18 and 21. I'm sorry. But yeah. 
do you think Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, is, do you think they're going to allow Jalen Carter to ruin the team to do stupid stuff off the field? No. No, they're going to be like, dude, we got you here because we see a lot of potential. We see you as the next them. me, Fletcher Cox. You know what I mean? It, then you bring yep. his boys, like, Keely Ringo. Like, it, it's crazy the fact that, like, we got three Georgia starters this year and two last year. What do you think they're all going to do? They're all going to hang out. They're all going to chill. They're going to say, hey, Jalen, you're good, man. We love you. We're going to take care of you. We got your back. I guess the That's same it. thing with Reddick, the same with Sanger Cox. Even even Lane Johnson. Lane, I mean, uh, Jason Kelsey was, was in the crowd and gapped off Jalen Carter. Oh, yeah. You don't think Lane Johnson, you know, had, had a taste in this little pick right here? You don't of think course. Lane, uh, Jason he, he said, hey, the, I'm going to take care of him. He knew what the decision was going to be. I mean, it's kind of a family atmosphere, which you can go, you can look at the Steelers, yeah. and, you know, the old the old Patriots. I mean, the Eagles aren't just randomly one guy and going, oh, let's pick these guys. I mean, they have a plan. And I like the plan. Right. I've never seen it before in any sport, but uh, the best college defense I've ever seen or, you know, when you when you slowly, suddenly uh, uh, package up like five of their best players in back-to-back years, right. I I can be behind that plan. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I've never seen that happen in any sport. They're just basically loading up on Georgia. Right. What are your thoughts, Lou, on how Howie Roseman has, uh, has really kept this, uh, this Philadelphia Eagles team in a state of contention? Because, you know, after, the, after yeah. their Super Bowl loss, uh, they risked, potentially losing a lot of people to free agency, but uh-huh. he was able to, he was able to keep quite a few key members of that, of that Super Bowl uh, contending roster. Yeah. With free agency, of course, now Dominic, it's kind of hard to keep that same roster going. So I got to give him credit for, you know, keeping some of these players on the, on the roster. And, you know, I don't know if they get back to the Super Bowl. That's kind of hard to do with the same team. I think it'd be lost, but I mean it is a it is a you know a positive step in that direction. So uh, we'll see what happens here. And plus, yeah, I uh, you know, like, like, like the... oh, okay. So it looks like the Rangers do Hello. have life. Oh wow, the Rangers have a pulse. A two... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, two to one. A two to one lead now. You. No, Kyle, man, that was awesome, dude. Um, I mean, the draft's been so much fun. It's never a dull moment. Too, man. And, and I, I was so never crushed. I mean, still. Whoa, no, and then, and then during the draft, guys, before that, I, Steve, I'm sure you saw that, or Lou, uh, the Eagles got an extra pick because, yeah, it turns out, surprise, their D coordinator, who literally would not blitz, was, was like <laughs> not even coaching was not even coaching during the Super Bowl, uh, already had a deal in place. He was already yeah. like, packing his bag, talking to the Cardinals. Dude, I called that mo- a month ago, Steve, before I even knew that. That was the worst yeah. coaching. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't blitz Mahomes at all. If, if they had a good D right. coordinator, the Eagles have that Super Bowl. I'm sorry. They gave that Super right. Bowl away. Yeah, they did. They it, gave it away. It's just like I said uh, when, Matt Pat- when the Patriots lost against the Eagles uh, yeah. when Matt Patricia was, was leaving for Detroit. Matt Patricia already had a deal oh. in place, and I'm surprised. I'm surprised the Patriots didn't do sort of a similar thing here that the uh, Eagles did with the Cardinals, because I've never seen that. But yeah, I mean, different. it literally seemed like that. It literally seemed like that Matt Patricia defense just basically quit 
midway through the Super Bowl. Oh, I remember that, and the play calling just went south. It went yeah. very vanilla. It wasn't typical Patriots. Same deal um, with this Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. I mean, they literally laid down. It's like you don't want to blitz Mahomes. Yeah. So they, I'm telling you, I know Lou. Lou has a good point. It's not going to be easy. But I mean, look at the NFC right now. Don't don't tell, don't tell me the Eagles are not stronger right now than they were when they should have right. won a few months ago. I mean, the Eagles going to be right back there the next few years. Trust me. Right, and uh, the official terms of that investigation, uh, the Eagles. So wait a minute, actually. Yeah, so as a result, uh we had a trade between the Eagles and the uh and the Cardinals. The Cardinals gave pick number 66 to the Eagles in exchange for pick number 94 and a 2024 fifth round pick. Uh so okay. basically the Eagles ended up moving up into the uh late second or wait, 66. No, that would be early third round. Uh, you are correct. As a, as a result of the uh, tampering investigation. So th- so they got a really good corner, shocker, from Georgia for that. And they also got a next year, what was it, a fourth or a fifth? Fifth? Uh, it, no. it was a, uh, they gave up a fifth. So check this out. And then they got DeAndre Swift for a 2025. So they have a better pick because of that Jonah bullshit BS, and they got Swift in the meantime. I no. mean, yeah, they're, they're always turning uh, whatever into magic. The GM's doing an amazing job. So we we got seen in that in that um that safety with those picks with that pick. Oh yeah, uh, the uh, Illinois we guy. Apparently Keenan, he looked really Sydney yeah, Brown. Sydney Brown. Yeah. Yep. So Sydney Brown was was my second favorite safety behind um. Um, branch from go figure, you know Georgia. I mean, yeah, from Georgia. Wow. And so, you know, Kyle, so you know, you know I, college I more him. than me, man. Tell, tell us for a second. You know college <laughs> more than me. Uh, why was he? Yeah, why yeah, did yeah. you like him so much as a safety? What what made you really uh, a fan of his? So so, um, I loved him because he, he was backing up Devin Weatherspoon, who who you know went to Seattle. Great pick, by the way. Great pick. Uh, shout out Seattle. Amazing that draft, um, but I, yeah. I just like his physicality. You know, and I hate I don't trust me. He's not him, but he reminds me of a young Brian Dawkins. Physical, he'll come in, hit you, but he doesn't care. He's just that kind of physical. Like Branch, a beast too. I wanted Branch like really bad. Um, wow. I thought we were gonna get Jordan Battle or Branch, um, but it's okay. Like I, I love it. Um, I honestly I don't even watch college football like that much. I just I just look at like the guys who I like, and, you know. I'm like, oh, this would be a great pick for Philadelphia, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I was surprised. Yeah, you know, it is, it is it's weird though. It is weird though because a lot of a, a lot a lot of people were expecting Seattle to trade down from the number five pick. So yep. it was pretty. It was pretty surprising when they ended up taking uh, Witherspoon. Yeah. They, well, they got probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, probably the best corner. And remember, I mean, Steve, you've said you, you know, Kyle, you know football, so does Blue. 
But yeah, Steve, you've you've made some mentions about um, the other corner that the that the Seahawks took in like the fifth round last year, like six four, six five corner uh, Wooly. So now you have Wooly and yep. Witherspoon. They're look at that. Don't look now. Quietly recreating the uh, yeah. Legion of Boom. Two two locked right. down corners, and then the the Seahawks, like Kyle said, crushed the draft. They got my favorite receiver in the last couple of years. The Ohio State coach would say he's better than Garrett Wilson or Olave. Garrett Wilson was the opposite rookie oh. last year. Steve Smith, Nuegba, uh, who couldn't stay healthy this year. The Seahawks stole him at what, like 21st? That guy, yep. dude, he's insanely good. Insanely good. Now you have him with Lockett and DK Metcalf. Yeah, right. yeah, that wide receiver. Yeah, Seattle crushed it. Yeah, that wide receiver. That wide receiver core isn't even fair. With that, uh, yeah. with with you, ha- you already have Lockett, you already have Metcalf, and now you're adding in Jigba, <laughs> which, by the way, I think he might be the best one. Slid way too much. He was he was expected to be anywhere from ten to fifteen, and he fell to twenty. And Steve, he was almost—he could have been a Heisman, like he, like the, like I said, the Ohio State. They were saying he's the most talented receiver they have had, like the coaches in the last five or ten years. They've had, you know, they've had just so many studs. Yeah, that guy. I mean, he could—he could in in two or three years, he could be, you know, better than Metcalf and Lockett. I mean, yeah. what a what a skill at what twenty-one or twenty-two. Great draft. Twenty. Wow. wow. My favorite receiver yeah, right. by far. Yeah, uh, and also, you know, speaking of steals, I mean, I hate to be a homer here, but uh, yeah, look at New England taking, getting Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, the quarterback out of Oregon. A lot of people said he was the second, uh, you, you know, a lot of people saw him as the second-rated cornerback in the draft, but yet some people saw him as the top cornerback in the draft. And he was supposed to go in the top ten. He slid all the way down to seventeen. Yeah, and yeah, he was rated uh, um, by a lot of draft people. He was rated well, uh, during the draft. Well, there injuries like that uh, prevented that. I mean, that might uh, contribute to that. I think I think Lou. I think that? people in general like uh, Witherspoon was maybe a little bit more physical, a little bit more consistent. Okay. But as far as like you know, that 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 all favorite word with uh, you know DB, he's like long, rangy. I mean, the guy, and the guy who does the same speed. Well, I think I mean, for, as far as the draft league, it's also the best DB in the draft. Yeah, because then the injuries can lower a player's status, and you know that's what happened. You know, yeah. um, with the with the number thirty three pick that was supposed to be, you know, up in the up in the top ten. So was like any injuries that played no effect to why he got his um, draft status changed? Not really. No, not really. Was, no, he was healthy. Yeah. Yeah, and I think from what I've researched, um, a lot of teams like Witherspoon and Gonzalez, definitely the two, you know, top-rated corners by draft uh, gurus. I, I think Witherspoon might be a little bit more, I don't want to say blue-collar, but probably better hitter. And Gonzalez is like smoother, faster athlete. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people right. are saying Gonzalez top five, top seven. And then he's, I mean, the Patriots stole him. I mean, when you, when you think about it, when you think about it, take a look at Detroit. You know, there, there were there were so many random picks in this first round. You take a look at Detroit. They just lost Jeff Okuda, 
and you would have thought, okay, yeah. their first plan, their first plan of attack would have been to instead of going for a running back like Jameer Gibbs, they would have gone for a cornerback. But no, instead they went for a running back, which yeah, I mean it just. It just led people to be like, you know, what the hell is going on in this first round where not only not only did, uh, you know, the Lions make a questionable call, uh, you know, Tennessee, a lot of people were thinking Tennessee was going to go for a quarterback. They ultimately ended up going for Will Levis uh, by trading up into the, uh, into the second round. Sure. Uh, but... I mean, there were other there were other things too. You know, nobody anticipated Houston would move up into the number three right, yeah. spot after literally just taking C.J. Stroud. Uh, although the rumor the rumor is though that uh, Nick Casario was basically forced into taking C.J. Stroud, even though he wanted to go Will Anderson. <laughs> wow. So. Wow. He was forced to take C.J. Stroud, and then in the process, he immediately called Arizona and said, what do you want for the number three pick? And that's ended up grabbing the I mean, guy that he wanted. Just to go back to your great point, I mean, to look at, focus in on what you said earlier about um, so Detroit. They drafted it. He was supposed to be a stud. I think he was top three two years ago. The guy you said, Odoka, the corner. You're saying, oh, yeah, you, uh, you, must okay. Detroit, you must have figured Detroit wanted to take a corner to replace him. That's the old thing. That's that's the Blazers taking a, a center because they already have five Drexler, so they didn't want Jordan. So it's like, do you take the best player available or do you want to just take someone to get to replace someone? I would always say right. take the best player. I mean, so Detroit, they already, there was something going on with Swift. Obviously, Swift was already, couldn't stay healthy. They fell, they fell out of love with Swift, so they got an electric running back. I mean, I just, I don't know, these DMs and scouts, you know, they're not just looking to replace someone who's leaving. They want a game changer. Yeah, but the difference, though, is if you're looking for the best available player, Jameer Gibbs wasn't the best available player at number 12. I agree. I so, Right. I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, I, and then they took Jack, and then they took Jack Campbell at number eighteen, which I didn't understand either. I liked him a lot. I didn't know him a lot. He looks, he, looks, he looks like an Erlacher or like a Vanderesh. He looks like a back, uh, he's like six, six middle linebacker. That's a Dan Campbell type of player, though. I mean, he looks damn good. Yeah, he is a Dan Campbell type of player, but you know, there were other options available at number eighteen that they could have. Uh, that they could have grabbed. Where would where would you go? Where would you go on that Gibbs if you're the Lions? Where would you go on their uh, two picks? What position? Well, I mean, you know, they they need a they do need help offensively because there were times where their offense sputtered last year. I mean, they had basically their Smith. pick of any of the wide receivers they could have gone with. Yeah, I mean, Jackson Smith would have looked good there in Detroit. Right. Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers would have looked good. Yeah, he's awesome, too. Yep. If they wanted to improve improve more on defense, they could have taken Nolan Smith from Georgia. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Um, No, I I mean, I, I think... I think Houston did a, a great job. Um, 
think about it. Who's their coach now? D'Amico Ryans, right? They got Alabama on right. Tua Tua. You know, I'm, I'm not going to even pronounce his name. But think about it. Tua Tua and Will Anderson. Bro, I, I love what Houston did. Awesome. I love what Houston did. I, I think, awesome. honestly, I think the pre-death rest were Houston, uh, Seattle, and Philadelphia. I think those are the top three breath winners. Yeah, I mean, Houston's uh, starting over, but, I mean, yeah, to get a franchise quarterback, you know, you cannot understate that. I know it's not going to be right. automatic, but, hey, I don't I don't know that much, especially about college football, but I know Bryce Young's going to be <laughs> – it's a pretty damn good bet that he's going to yeah. uh, be, like, you know, a hard – he's going to turn out to be a winner in the pros. So that's a rebuild there. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, like Kyle right. made a great point, I mean – then you add the best defender in the draft. I mean, that's a heck of a combo right there. They crushed it. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't, care, I, don't care, I don't care about size. I don't care about size, but Bryce Young no. was definitely the best option at number one. I mean, yeah, they yeah. could have gone Stroud, right. but, yeah, uh, you exactly. know, there's <laughs> – there, there's one. It, it, I mean, yeah, it, it did. Uh, he did become the first Alabama player to ever be drafted number one overall. Uh, but you want to talk about the most accurate passer in the draft? You look at Bryce Young. And and if Bryce. it's third and fourteen, third and fourteen or fourth and nine, you you don't mind if Bryce Young is making that call for you. I mean, that's the guy I give the keys to and say let's rebuild. And then yeah. and then they add uh, the best they could add you know that might be the, their new uh, JJ Watt or you know Dwight Freeney or Julius Peppers. I mean they added the best defender. I mean that's two yeah, A plus in a pair of players. But I mean Will Richardson. I mean that's two A plus six. I think. Right. Oh. Later again. Yeah. I see. what Tampa Bay is complaining about. Lou, I love you. you Brandon Hagel. players. We're going to compare players 24 hours, man. That's what we do. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Tampa Bay is bitching right now. Like at the end of regulation, it's tied up at one game of, or it's tied up at one goal apiece, and Brandon Hagel got high stick, and the referee didn't call it. Wow. Okay. Wait a second. That would have been a power play for which team? Well, if he was going for he was going for a potential shot. That could have been a potential penalty shot. Ooh. Was he uh, on lead or bloody? Yeah. Huh? Is Hagel uh, Leafs or Lightning? Uh, he's a Lightning player. Oh, wow. Wow. He could have gotten a penalty shot, potentially, I think, right there. Oh, just like the devil did last week against the Lakers, yeah. You know who I randomly that I liked? The, the Giants didn't do enough early on, but they stole a receiver I really like. Uh, that Tennessee receiver is amazing. I think the Giants got him third or fourth round. I mean, Daniel Jones needs weapons. Um, so they address their line a little bit. You can never go wrong, you know. Jalen Hyatt? Up on the line. Yeah, I mean, that guy, that guy could be electric. He could be a 1,200-yard receiver guy. They stole him. I got a question oh, yeah, for you there guys. some, actually. Uh, what was that? What was that, Kyle? I got a question for you guys. What about B.J. Robinson going to Atlanta? 
when they have Ooh. one needs. Like, this is the best stat I heard all weekend. Everyone in the NFL has 62-plus sacks in the last two years. Atlanta has 39. Huh. Yeah, yeah, they have a pathetic uh, I mean, pass rush. But, Kyle, to your point, though, I mean, apparently, if you look it up, I was – it's weird. Randomly, I was looking it up recently. I guess the Falcons have uh, added, like, two or three good pass rushers through free agency. But still, they, they, could use a, they could use a Jalen Carter. You're right. Right. You know, I don't, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand why they got B. John Robinson when basically don't they already have uh, Allegra, a speedy Allegra. threat out there who, who basically acts as both a, uh, a wide receiver and a running back all at the same time? You're talking about um, Patterson? Yeah. Cordell? Yeah, yeah, Cordell Patterson. Yeah. You know, total badass. He's basically he's used like 30, as, both a, as both a receiver and a running back. Yeah, I mean, more more gadget. I mean, he'll never rush for a thousand yards. He's also, I, th- I think he's incredible. I think he's also like thirty years old. Maybe the contract issue. You know, they want they have Kyle Pitts. They have three, their their last three drafts have all been, mostly been offense. Three, uh, Kyle right. Pitts, incredible tight end who they still haven't featured enough. Six foot six, two sixty, from Florida. Great young tight end. Then they, last year, they drafted Drake London, I think 11, uh, six foot six receiver from USC. They have weapons. Now they add Robinson. If they figure out quarterback, they got some really good young weapons. But they kind of need a passer to a passer. You know, I, I do kind so, of understand now that I look at their roster, I do kind of understand why they got Bijan Robinson because. It kind of makes Great me weapon. think that maybe perhaps, maybe perhaps they're going to convert uh, Patterson to more of a wide receiver now and have Robinson take a majority of the snaps at running back. Because other than that, other than Patterson, they don't really have anybody at running back. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think you're right. And Patterson's more of like a you know he's a great you know ballsy veteran. He, I almost viewed him as, you know, he's been a return man. He's also been on like six or five or six different teams. Might be something there. Uh, you know, he's not going to be a bell cow, uh, thousand yard back. So right. yeah, he's more of a gadget. He's more of a receiver. So now they have someone who they might view as the next, you know, with uh, Damian Hamilton. So yeah, he, you know, they might be in love with Robinson. So I mean, I can't beat the pick. Uh, they probably need more defense, but. I mean, now they have Robinson, they have Pitts at tight end, and they have Drake London. Three number one picks, receiver, tight end, running back. So they got to figure out quarterback. I don't know if you guys believe in Desmond Ritter or, or Heinke. Taylor Heinke, yeah. uh, the guy they signed from the Commanders. I like him, too. I'd start him. Hey, mark my words. Caleb Will Williams yeah. will be in Atlanta talking. Mark my words. Caleb Who's Williams that? will be in Atlanta talking. Okay. Caleb Williams. Really? Oh, all right. I I think so, because you you just said it. You they're not thrilled on Dustin Ritter. Start Taylor Heineke. Win five, six, hey, maybe seven games. I guarantee you, Caleb Williams, or oh, guys, Caleb Williams. You're breaking up, Kyle. Or Quinn. Yeah. My bad. I yeah. Oh, no, not your bad. Someone, man. someone. 
you know, someone will be in the Atlanta Falcon next year. They're setting up That's a great for call. next year. And, yeah. You know what I mean? And let's not forget, too, guys. I mean, they didn't exactly take a shot in the dark. I mean, they invested what? Remember, Cincinnati was awesome um, with Sauce Gardner. Yeah. They're one year, what, two years ago. Um, the Falcons just last year selected their quarterback, Desmond Ritter, from Cincinnati. Second round. Right. So ho- hopefully they believe in him something, or else they just wasted a second round pick. So it might be Ritter. I don't know. I mean, if they get the quarterback figured out, they have a lot of weapons. Hey, to, to, to backtrack and um, go back a little bit, Detroit, Detroit got Hendon Hooker. Detroit yeah, got Hendon like Hooker. And, 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 and think about, like, who they have on their roster. Jared Goss, after this year, he has no guaranteed money on his contract. Bro, Hendon right. Hooker landing to Detroit, I loved it. I loved it. And he can, I like he that. Get, I like, I like he, that one a lot better. I yeah, like that one a lot he, better than Will Levis. And and he can grow up and he can get his knee healthy for a year and learn right. the system and and mature and become an NFL you know become a man and then boom, all right, Jared's uh, in free agency. Here are the keys. Henning Henning could be a really nice player in two years. Yeah, I oh. like that one a lot better than uh, than Will Levis. You know. Um, I, I, I know, Lou, you had somebody on your show earlier today that said the difference between Levis and Hooker is that Levis has more of a style that's built for the NFL. Well, yeah, that might yeah. be true, but if that's, the ca- if that's the case, then I say this. Why was Stetson Bennett uh, slated for the sixth round uh, in this year's draft? Although he ended up getting drafted in the fourth, I think. I think he got drafted in the fourth. I thought Stetsonville would have been much higher than that. Only in the fourth round. Yeah, no. uh, No, they were looking at him as a sixth sixth or seventh round pick. And and everybody everybody always gushed about how he had such a perfect style for the NFL, but the problem was that he's too short. Besides everything, you know. Yeah, well, neither is style. I mean, style right. isn't everything. Yeah. You take a look at Hendon Hooker. Twenty in the SEC. Keep in mind, both of these players play in the SEC. Hendon Hooker and uh, Will Levis. Hendon Hooker, twenty-seven touchdowns, two picks through the last two seasons. Wow. He had fifty-eight touchdowns and five picks. Incredible. Through the last and then he blew his knee. He blew his knee. He blew his knee out, and it's like people, come on, you, you want to just disrespect or disregard what he was building? With the yeah, I mean, he's gonna be back, he's gonna be back bigger and better and smarter in a year. Great investment yeah. by the Lions. In my opinion, this is just my opinion, but I think Hooker would have been the better pick, and I believe that sure. Detroit, their 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 uh set up a lot better than Tennessee is. Tennessee is going to is going to find out that Will Levis is going to be a bust. Cuz Will Levis was Another considered to be overrated with Kentucky. I, I know maybe I maybe I uh you know overtalked a, a bit yeah shocker. But no when I compared him to uh Lee from like Mandel Lou on your great show I mean it's true. I mean from what I heard people were really turned off by his attitude. That's why he was kind of smirking and you know, fake crying and sitting there in the green room for a long time this weekend. There's a reason why that guy slipped. Exactly. And then he threw a tantrum and decided to fly home. 
instead of uh, going there for the second round. Was, yeah, it's like FBI Pentagon stuff. These teams find out everything about these players. So there's a reason why he fell down that draft board. Yeah. So, so my my and yet there were you know, what... Go ahead. No, no, sorry, sorry. So my 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 take on Will Levis and what he did, dude. People slide all the time. Stuff happens. Whatever. Did guys like Joey Porter get pissed? They were first rounders. No. No. So stay you got to play with a trick on your you, you know exactly. You got to play with a trick on your shoulder, and just go out and prove. Like, do you think Hendon Hook is pissed that he like wanted in Detroit? No. Like, dude, like, you just got to go out and play. Like, I, I'm tired of people like Will Levis and guys who, like, fall. Bro, it happens. It happens. That's life. That just proves that Will Levis is, like, very talky and doesn't care. He doesn't care. He does not care about anything besides himself and his smoking hot girlfriend, by the way. Let's, let's like, let's yeah. put that in for a second. You know? Oh, like, yeah. oh his dad grabbed uh, smacked her ass. Whatever. I didn't see that. Whatever. You know, but, like, I, I don't get how guys think they're entitled. Like, dude, you played cooking puppies. Relax. I would understand if a guy like Bryce Young slipped to the second round. Then I'd be like, oh, shit, like, I'm a little pissed. You know? Mm-hmm. You played for Kentucky. Relax. Relax, dude. Now you're going to Tennessee. Learn them to ride in Tannehill and shut the app off and learn. And get get your nose in the playbook and prove everybody wrong. Like, I should have been the first quarterback out there. Why, why are we so entitled nowadays? Like, oh, I'm a beast. I deserve to go one overall. Like, it, it, it's sickening. It, it's literally sickening. Yeah, you guys saw what Kyle saw. I mean, the guy was acting mm. like, he, you know, he was the next Joe Montana. Yeah, go out and earn it. And whatever you do, like like Kyle said, I sit, sit on TV and act hum- No, but sit and act humble. You're in a position that yes. millions of people would love to be in. Okay, you're not entitled to anything. You're going to get drafted. No. Don't throw a hissy fit and look like a, a, a dick. Pardon my Latin. Oh, I was going to say a pussy, but okay. And, I mean, you know, we're comparing stats again. Let's take a look at his numbers uh, from Kentucky. His first year at Kentucky, last year, he went 24 touchdowns, 13 picks. This year, he slid 19 touchdowns, 10 picks. So, I mean, honestly, if you were to compare both him and Hooker, you know, I understand, okay, Will Levis might have the, the better fundamentals. But Hendon Hooker took a step forward. Will Levin Bingo. took a step backwards. You know, there's a reason why. And, and, and plus, another thing, too, is, uh, you know, okay, last year Will Levis also had nine rushing touchdowns. This year he had only two. He had two rushing touchdowns. And he ran for a minus 107 yards. That's not the wrong. That's not the wrong. Uh, that's not the wrong number. Minus 107 yards on 72 attempts. Minus. Minus. That can't be good. Wow. I, and he somehow had two wow. rushing touchdowns as well. So, I mean, just 
the proof is in the pudding right there. I mean, yeah, you know, playing in the SEC alone is a big enough uh, a big enough challenge. You know, pl- playing in the SEC is a big enough challenge. But if you compare the two the two players, I'm sorry, yeah, maybe Hooker may take a little more time to develop. But I'd rather take Hooker than take somebody like Levis, who may very well bust in his very first year. But that's just me. And you know, Tennessee. I gotta feel. I gotta feel bad for Tennessee because you know they're they're basically hoping that Ryan Tannehill can last a couple more years. But with the with the uh, with his production basically uh, basically slipping, you know, this is another thing. Uh, this basically means that they don't believe in Malik Willis. By taking, uh, you know, by, by by taking Will Levis this year, it's like, why the hell did you did you draft uh, Malik Willis? Oh, he's been a mega bust. Apparently, he like doesn't even want to learn the plays. He doesn't show up on time. He just wait lift. Oh, there, Mike Rabel's about to crush, uh, kill that guy. No, Will Willis is uh, going to be unemployed very soon. Yeah, it's it's very surprising. It's ve- it's very surprising that uh, you know it's it's basically uh, mayhem in Tennessee, and not just that. Now you have the now you have the possibility that uh, you might lose Derrick Henry as well, because there's talk that uh, Derrick Henry might be traded any day now. I mean it's. It's just mayhem down there in uh, down there in Tennessee. Uh, but looking, at, you know, looking at some of these, looking at some of these other picks. though, Anthony Richardson to Indianapolis. Yeah, I mean, this, talk about a guy who completely catapulted off of uh, or uh, up uh, draft boards because of his combine showing. I mean, my God, you know. Go ahead. Steve, I I was going to say, who's the the new head coach in Indianapolis? Um, I believe it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's Steichen, or however you say it. Hmm. Hmm. Let's think for a second. Hmm. Let, let's think, guys. Is he trying to get another player like? Oh, I'm not going to say you know another Philadelphia guy, but come on, like really, like come on, you're 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 literally trying to make your offense exactly to the T like Philadelphia. Hey, and I'm okay right. with it. Look at the numbers we put up last year. You know, I'm not saying they have a great. I mean, they have a pretty decent offensive line. So why not get a guy like AR15 and make it like Jalen Hurts? Why not? You put up these, like, great numbers last year in Philadelphia. Why not try to – if it broke, don't fix it. I had to step away for 10 seconds. What uh, what team were you talking about, Kyle? Uh, Indianapolis. The Colts. Indianapolis. Yeah, so, AR-15. You know, Ugh. kind of very yeah. similar to, you know, Galen Hurts. You know, yeah. very mobile, can, can go outside the pocket, 
read option kind of guy. Hmm. Who's Can't the new head coach? Thank you. You know what I mean? You can't? I mean, literally, I, I, I'm still learning about college football. I'll be, I'll be quick because this is not my subject here. But, like, it, like no, Richardson, I saw play a few different Saturdays. Uh, he started, uh, I think, 12 games in his career. Whenever I actually saw him, right. like, 15 minutes, I'm like, wow, this guy's raw and good. You know, it would be like third and five, and he'd throw it 20 feet over the head of the tight end and get an interception, maybe slam his helmet down. The Gators fans were booing. The coaches were trying to, like, make sure he wasn't crying. I think that's a massive reach. It would not surprise me if he's a bust. I'm sorry. I mean, and, and also, you know, take a look at his numbers. I mean, you want to talk about guys being drafted in the first round? His numbers make me feel like Will Levis should have been a fir- should have been a first round pick. And yet, this guy's numbers. Levis look like uh, makes Levis look like Elway. Yeah, I mean, just just listen to these stats because these are the stats of a fourth overall pick. He completed fifty three point eight percent of his passes, seventeen touchdowns, nine picks. He did have nine rushing touchdowns as well. But these stats are basically the same stats that Will Levis had last year. I'm telling you, we've seen people. Uh shoot up draft boards, you know, maybe a linebacker or a lineman. Oh, my God, this guy's 6'5", and he ran a 4'4". He bench-pressed uh, 225 5,000 times. Uh, he was a seventh-round projected pick. Now he's going to be a top-20 pick. I mean, maybe that's a reason. But to have a quarterback, to have a quarterback literally shoot up draft boards the last month like this, I mean, he, he didn't earn – he did not earn that that place in that draft. No, he did not earn – he did not earn that pick. Richard, he has not earned that. I mean, that guy's a great project. Number four pick, uh, maybe a third rounder. I like the overall potential. I'm not fourth pick. Come on. That's got to be a sure shot franchise cornerstone player, like eight-time pro boy. That's got to be an automatic uh, success story. Fourth, fourth pick, so rich. And by the way, I did look it up just to confirm it. Uh, Stetson Bennett was officially projected as a fifth or sixth round pick. Wow. I love that guy. And a lot of uh, a lot of NFL scouts a lot of NFL scouts don't believe that he will ever be a starter. Wow. And trust me, guys. I mean, just like Kyle. I mean, I, I you know McNabb, Cunningham, Vic. Uh, I didn't, whatever. Right. You get my gist. I love Hurst. I mean, I love athletic quarterbacks. I'm all about, you know, I hope Anthony Richardson balls out and totally proves me wrong. But, I mean, like Steve said, those stats are so underwhelming. I mean, I, I was shocked by that. Uh, number four, I mean, the Colts are just absolutely, you know, playing with fire. I, I don't think that's going to end well. Yeah, so, I would so be... my point was, like, dear. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Kyle. No, sir. So I, 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 my point was with the AR-15 is, um, you know, they just got the offensive coordinator from Philadelphia. I think they want a guy like that, somebody who's mobile, kind of like. And let's let's not forget, he was in, in uh, L.A. with Chargers with um, Justin Herbert. You know, and so I I think oh, yeah. that's what he wants. You know, like is a guy who's mobile who can you know. Throw a thousand yards, like it, 
I don't wow. know. I, I think, I, you know, I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards like. Oh my God. Yeah. The Toronto Maple Leafs have done the impossible and are advancing to the second round. Oh my God. For the first time in what? For the first time since 2004. I'm so, I'm sorry to have interrupted you, Alex. Go ahead. Oh, I mean not Alex, uh, Kyle. Go ahead. What, what were no, you saying? Just, so like what what I was saying is just like I think AR15, you know, team uh, taking. That's who it is, right? I'm I'm not saying the other guy, right? No, you got it. So I I think he he was like, hey, like I coached Justin Herbert. I coach, you know, Jalen Hurts. I need a guy who's very similar in that, in that, like, I want the best of both worlds. I want a guy who can throw it 60 yards. You know, I want a guy yeah. who can run. Kind of do, you know, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know if AR-15 will be a bust. I, I, don't want, I don't want him to be a bust, but I'm leaning towards, like, all right, like, maybe at four, that, that's definitely a reach. Like, it'll definitely a reach pick for me when, you know, he could have, Got a guy like Jalen Carter, you know, added to your defense who's already scout. You know, you could have gotten a guy like a corner to go on with your, your really good linebackers. You know, so I don't know. You know, do I hope AR-15 the best? Of course. Like, I want all these guys to prove me wrong and, you know, do amazing. So, time will tell, you know. But, you know, with Shane Steichen, Justin Herbert did amazing. With Jalen Hurts and Shane Steichen, he did amazing. You're so, right. You know, right. I, you know, I can, I'm thinking, yeah. you know, it, you know, so if it's anybody, it's Shane Steichen who's going to get the best out of AR-15. And, 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 and to build on your point, uh, before Steichen was hired from the Eagles, who else they have? Frank Reich, Doug Peterson's mastermind, you know, who I still think really was pivotal, the main guy calling the plays in the Super Bowl, uh, Philly Philly, Nick Foles. So you're right, they're, they're kind of in love with that idea of, yeah, the really mobile athletic quarterback. And yeah, Richardson's like out of John Madden. He's got it, you know, six, five, two fifty, runs, you know, as fast as Bo Jackson. Yeah. It sounds sexy, but I, I, I don't know if the guy can throw for a first down when it's third and four. I mean, they're, they're kind of in love with the idea and I don't think he's the right fit. I don't think he's that guy. Uh, they're, they're uh, being a little bit too uh, wishful thinking with that pick. Yeah. I mean, to me, Richardson's uh, third rounder, second rounder. But we'll see. Hello? Still here. So it looks like uh, Steve is out and Kyle's out. Should we call back in? Might be a connection. Not. I, I'm uh, here. Oh, I, I, I just, yeah, I'm just reading my my uh, phone because I'm at work, and so you guys oh, are probably nice. hearing like a lot of beeping. So I just want to mute as oh. much as possible as as I can. Cool, man. Okay. All good. Oh, you know what? I just I just realized I have myself on on uh, on mute for some reason. Um, huh. But let me let me get, let me get the thoughts of uh, let me get the thoughts of Jim. 
who is joining us uh, now on the line. Uh, Jim, what, what, what are your thoughts about the uh, about the draft this year? Um, well, um, I wasn't into it as much as normal because I had other things going on. But from what I saw, um, can we just hand the Super Bowl trophy to the Eagles next year? No. <laughs> Like, oh my God! <laughs> Should have already had it this year. They gave us the Chiefs. I mean, they they had one hell of a uh, you know you can't you can't really deny it. They they had one hell of a draft, not just uh, not just drafting wise, Jim, but also uh, also the fact that they got uh, DeAndre Swift for basically next to nothing. They're coming back yeah, and they better. figured they they have figured out. Let's just go draft Georgia Bulldog defense. Get them all in there. Right. Yep. I heard a rumor the uh, the mascot, the uh, Eagle Swoop mascot, gotten fired. They're actually hiring the uh, Bulldogs. <laughs> They're bringing the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are already in Philadelphia. In a five star hotel. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to be called the Bulldogs by Monday. Yeah, it just it, it seemed uh, it, it, it it just seemed really weird with how Philly has. I mean, they they ended up trading back up into the into the first round uh, to grab. Uh, or no, 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 that was their regular pick actually, uh, Nolan Smith out of Georgia. But they actually ended up trading up in order to get Jalen Carter because they, I, I guess they must have been terrified. Uh, that whoever was at the number nine spot was uh, was going to end up taking them. Chicago. I don't know. Is somebody taking a shower? Oh uh, no, that uh, Kyle's in the car. I think right now. Actually, I think that's, okay. that's what, what we all might right. be hearing. I'm all about showers. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit confused too. I'm all about clean, uh, hygiene too. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, did you were you expect were you surprised that Jalen Carter um slid down that far? I mean, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I I, I kind of was, but it kind of all hinged on what they, what was going to happen with the number two pick because that's where I okay. thought he would go. I thought he would go number two. I didn't think they'd take a quarterback, but they took a quarterback, so then that pushed him down a little further. So. He started flip fighting, man. I mean, he's a stud. He's a stud. They were saying he he was maybe the best uh, defender they had the last couple of years, even even last year. I mean, he was him, the best. Him, like him, and, him, and the, him and the kid from Alabama, Will Anderson, those were the best two wow. I saw. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kyle and was that's a it, – it's it's funny it's funny that uh, you mentioned Will Anderson, Jim, because uh, Nick Casario originally didn't want to draft C.J. Stroud. He wanted Will Anderson at number two. Wow. He, he wanted Will Anderson at number two, and instead, uh, Texans Texans ownership made him take Stroud. So he basically decided, okay, you're going to make me take Stroud. I'm go- here. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to unload what I can to try and get uh, the number three pick so that I can take who I want. Yeah. It just, it, it and seemed that, like I it mean, was a major I mean, and, power. And that was, 
I mean, that was okay. I mean, that's probably a good move for them. Yeah. I think they're going to be happier. Oh, yeah, with, big time. I think they're going to be happier with uh, the defensive player than the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks come and go in Houston, though. So, uh, But the defensive player, yeah, Will Anderson, he's definitely going to be a game changer. Probably probably their biggest uh, defensive threat that they'll have had since, uh, since J.J. Watt left. And I saw yeah. they also grabbed, uh, they also grabbed Juice Scruggs out of Penn State and they grabbed, uh, Tank Dell from Houston, too. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, I mean, and, 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 and the funny, though. the funny thing is when you get down to like the, the last day, and you're getting to the last rounds, and you know ESPN with Kuiper and McShay are still trying to pump it up, like, oh, that's a steal in the sixth and seventh round. Oh, that's a, I mean, come on, they're going to be working at Walmart in about six months. Yeah, I don't know if they'll mock drafts up because they don't they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, and and the picks are never right. So the mock drafts are, are ridiculous. And Kyber, you know, he's just a big, he's just a big dumbass. <laughs> well, he has been, he has been for quite. I mean, I I love how they celebrated that. Oh, he's been doing the draft for what forty years, and they they made yeah. a they made a point to celebrate him live on air, Good like they were. Uh, like they were like they were giving him a like they were giving him a little hand job yeah. underneath the uh, underneath the <laughs> yeah. table. I mean, yeah. and he's, it's yeah, like, it's like same, seriously. Yeah, and he's been wearing the same suit uh, for forty years. He has the same damn haircut. I've cuts that I get actually. It's super cuts. Uh, and he makes like four hundred right. grand a year from ESPN. Yeah, good for you, Mel. Yeah, and and hardly any of these picks actually nail it. You know, he always thinks uh, Will Levis is top three. And the guy just, you know, whatever. He's got a pretty nice, uh, pretty nice gig going. Yeah, you know that's a, that's another thing that uh, that we were talking about earlier, Jim. Who would you have rather wanted? Will Le- if you if you're if you're a team looking for a quarterback, uh, you know, in the second round, would you have rather wanted Will Levis or Hendon Hooker? Hooker. Yeah, clearly, clearly, no question about. It. Hey, he'd be a happy hooker. Oh, no. Hook, oh. Hooker, hooker, hooker is like Lamar Jackson on steroids. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I couldn't uh, understand I love everybody's fascination with with Levis. I mean, look, look, you know, my guys are in that conference, Arkansas. I know the SEC. You know that ball. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, you don't go, you don't play Kentucky. You don't, you're not worried about him. You're not worried about no. him. No. When you play Tennessee, you're worried about Hooker. Hooker's better. Yeah. And you know, I, I remember. So I remember. Hell, I would. One guy, I uh, would. I would. I would have put the Georgia quarterback over Will. Fifth rounder, Stetson yeah. Bennett. Yeah, Stetson, Stetson Bennett, who ended up going to uh, L.A. in the fourth round. Yeah, I would have rather had him. He's a winner. He, you know, we talked about when Jalen Hurts come out on draft night. I kept killing Tim. That's a good pick, and he was worried about. It. I said, No, Tim, that's a good pick. I said, All I can tell you about this guy, 
from watching him in the SEC, and then he went over to Oklahoma. This guy is a winner. You taught That's me about what him he too. does. That's you me Stetson about him too, Bennett. Yeah. That is Stetson Bennett. He's just a winner. Yeah, that's a, that's what that's the guy I wanted the. Uh, th- this was obviously uh, before the Patriots had taken before the Patriots had taken Mac Jones the very next year. That's exactly who I wanted them to take in the first round when they ended up oh. taking. Uh, oh God, I forget who it, I forget who it was they ended up taking in the first round that year. But when Jalen Hurts got drafted, I said. I you know I wanted it to be the Patriots and when the Patriots passed on him <laughs> twice, Dude. that that could have been the key to uh, the next ten years of happiness, man. I mean, imagine Belichick with him or, yeah. I mean, I, I know. And, and on I, that note, I mean, with with you and Jim, you guys have so much good knowledge of college. I mean, now how does Belichick? You know, this yeah. guy always claims he's a guru. You know, whatever Brady. You know, so this part of great. Boss, not, not well, Bill, the thing, like, the how, thing how, about how, how the how do the Patriots not take Hooker or or Stetson Bennett? Bill knows so much. Well, he he's got Zappy and he's got Mac. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's no yeah, need. But as yeah. far as Bill's draft, I mean, that's like the easiest thing to predict every year. You know what he's going to draft. You know what he's going to do. Defense. Yeah. Is Dabby defense, or, or Mac Jones, oh, Jones going to win a ring? Because, I, I mean, he's got two QBs. i got two nice dogs. Are either one of them going to win a ring? No. I mean. Not not in the AFC right now, no. He, he, no he doesn't have his guy. Bill doesn't have his they're, quarterback. They're, they're, looking, they're looking at last place. He doesn't have an answer quarterback. I'd take someone uh, this weekend. You didn't take anyone. I don't know what Bill's doing. <clears throat> Yeah, they're looking at last place right well, now in the AFC. I think I think I think they're putting their hopes into how well Mac played his rookie year when he had a legitimate offensive coordinator in, with Josh, and now he's had to go through with two defensive guys as the offensive coordinators, and, but now he's got Bill O'Brien, who is a offensive coordinator. And they say he scrapped every damn thing they did last year and started over. So, yeah. so uh, we'll, I like Mac we'll, I mean, One thing's for sure, it can't be as bad as it was last year. No. Yeah, Jim, we'll probably, go we'll probably get close to the uh we'll probably get close to the playbook that he had for Brady in his short time in New England. Yeah. You you, you guys you guys both know you both know plenty about uh, Zappy and uh, Mac. I mean, do you see it? Is there a chance uh, if both are healthy, uh, does Mac uh-huh. lose that job to uh, Zappy? Does he have to leave that? I team? don't. I don't think so. I think it's going to be Mac. Yeah, zero shot. Zero shot. No matter how much Belichick would want it to be Zappy, I just I don't see. I, I don't see with with how. Bill O'Brien is coming in, and he's run Alabama's offense the last the last year or two. And, and matter of fact, Mac actually taught him the playbook. I guarantee you, they're probably going to go to Alabama's offense. Oh, it, I didn't that, know that. That's exactly are. what I was fixing to say, Steve. Expect the Patriots to be running the Alabama offense. I didn't yeah. know that. That's huge. That's huge for Mac's confidence and his awareness and his uh, 
development finally. That's huge. I didn't know they had all that in the background. I didn't know they the Bama ties. Wow. And and yeah. Bill O'Brien's Bill O'Brien's the one that just got through coaching the number one draft pick. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. I mean, wow. Yeah, the the thing is, uh, Matt, you know, even though he's brushed it off uh, when when they when the media asked him about it, you know, he's brushed off any uh, any previous contact that he's had with uh, with Mac Jones. But it's been widely known that right as Mac Jones was uh, on his way out, when he was about to go into the NFL draft, uh, you know, he was still obviously around the Alabama. Uh, around the Alabama team and right as Bill O'Brien was coming in, he, you know, this has been reported by multiple reporters. Um, One of multiple of the, you know, it's not, not like just a random Twitter reporter, Uh, you know, multiple big time guys uh, have talked about this, about how Mac literally taught Bill O'Brien, the Alabama offense the Alabama playbook before he ended up leaving. So uh, I, I would be very surprised if they don't, if if Bill O'Brien doesn't incorporate at least part of that Alabama offense in this new system for Mac. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's huge. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm getting educated there. I had no idea about that. That's, that's absolutely massive. So, I mean, yes, there's a chance to get Mac back on board and, you know, get him back to the guy he used to be mentally and physically. This is the way. So, got to add weapons. I mean, did they add some uh, weapons over the weekend? Receiver, tight end? Uh, added added a couple of wide receivers. They better. Yeah. They did add a couple of wide receivers, which, Jim, I was talking to you earlier about uh, the guy from LSU. Uh, yeah, he's good. Kayshawn Boutte. Yeah, he, he had to battle yeah, some injuries, a, but but pick. yeah, he 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 had to, he battled some injuries at LSU, but when he played, he was really good. Oh, I saw that. I saw when they picked him actually. So yeah, just they uh, Kuiper and a couple of those guys on TV were fitting some pretty interesting stuff. I guess he broke a record SEC uh, three hundred something yards in one game, fourteen receptions freshman year. Then he started getting injured. Right. So, you know, funny. And, they, and and the other thing down there is they had a coaching change, you know, because they brought in uh, Brian Kelly last year. Oh, you yeah. Know. So he had to go through that, too. Yeah, that's traumatic, too. <laughs> yeah, and they also but, grabbed uh, Demario Douglas from uh, from Liberty, who they actually coached in the Shrine Bowl as well. Okay, and he had like uh, I think they I think they said he had like seventeen touchdowns or something last year for uh, for Liberty. Well, he he comes he comes from a Liberty team that was coached by Hugh Freeze, who is right. known for offense. Uh, back when he was at Ole Miss, and of course he then he had his problems there, but he went to Liberty and built up a, wow. a school that was never known for anything, and now he's at Auburn. But yeah, um, he he blossomed in that offense under Hugh Freeze. Now that's not to say that Patriots are going to have that type of offense because Hugh Freeze slings it around the field a lot more. But, Great insight uh, there. I mean, now, who's the, who's yeah. the Patriots pick again? Uh, first round. 
freaking it does. Uh, you you oh, you right, know the Patriots right. you know the Patriots gonna take defense with the number one pick. That's right. That's right. I I, I grab. I I mean, uh, you know, I was saying early in the show though. I mean, the, and the receiver, and nine times the, the out receiver. of ten, nine times out of ten, it's gonna be a cornerback. Right. I love. I do love results. I digress. I, I should have known. I already knew that pick. <laughs> but overall, no. I mean, I I was in love for a couple years with uh, Jackson Smith. Ohio State the coaches were saying he's the best receiver they had in five years. I mean, why didn't the Patriots take a guy like that? That's the number one weapon for Mac Jones. Because yeah. he got get, I mean, no. Go go <laughs> try and get go try and get Hopkins. Yeah, Hopkins is like begging. They're not make, they're not picking up the phone for him. Hmm. Get get Mac some help. So let me guys ask you a question. Do, do you guys think Juju is is the Patriots' number one or his wide receiver? Because I don't. Let, let, let's go back on Juju's history. Juju was a part of Pittsburgh when he was really good. Who is he's Patricia's doghouse, like after the very first Good. game of the season. 
I'd be so, proud if I went. It, if I was in Patricia's doghouse, I, I think I was doing something right. If I'm, yeah, it's like a good thing if you're in Patricia's doghouse. That guy's brain dead. Or, and not just that, but he also had a in, in the one game that the Patriots had in the playoffs against the I think it was the Bills that they ended up facing. He did have two touchdowns in that game too. So. You know, I'm he kidding. was I'm basically friend. being looked at as one of the top receivers in 2021. And then fast forward to this year, and he basically completely disappeared under under Patricia. I like him. Now, again, though, so you don't have Brady. Uh, I think their line is very good. Uh, probably not Brady-level good during the glory days, glory years, whatever. Now, you definitely don't have a Gronk. You don't have a Welker. No, they but they do have a good tight end. They do have a Gesicki. I, I like Gesicki and Henry. I, yeah, I like John Smith, and I, I love. I really like Hunter Henry. I'm 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 giving credit, and I, yeah. I always give credit to the pitchers. I'm just thinking. I'm looking at the the weapons. I mean, they got to add more talent. Jimmy brought up a great point. Hopkins Hopkins was uh, on social media a couple months ago. We talked about it on this great show. He was almost like pleading and and kept flirting. You know, take me to New England. Yeah. Why didn't they make a trade? You can get him dirt cheap for like what, like a second or third rounder. The guy's a Hall of Fame receiver. What's the yeah, hold up? Yeah, see, that's the that's the other What's thing the with up? the Patriots. That's the other thing with the Patriots. Belichick stock stockpiles draft picks. He he always dra- he always trades back, and he stockpiles draft picks. So use them to get somebody like Hopkins. Right. There we go. No, I was That's stunned. Though. I was stunned though, Jim. He barely traded back this year. I mean, he did it like once, and that was in the very first round. Well, you know that's coming. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. he does well, that every also, year. Also, 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 I'll say that every I'll year you you can tell Belichick. You can tell Belichick. Okay, you got the tenth pick this year, Bill. Nah, nah, I think I'll go down to about 16. Bill, you got the number one draft pick this season. Nah, let's move down in the 20. Nah. Let's go to 22. I'm going I'm to take, I'm gonna take a blue. I'm going to take a blue collar guard out of a small school with long hair, and uh, I'm going to outsmart everyone. You know, Bill, you don't have Brady anymore, you know, so there's those rings are not on your fingers. Like, act hungry and smart, and stop trying to outsmart the rest of the draft. I mean, he's acting like he's smarter than the rest. You of the know, league. but it's not working. I found I found this funny though because they had the 14th pick with the Jets immediately after them, and obviously uh, Belichick wasn't looking at Broderick Jones and the Jets were. So what does what does Belichick do? He trades the pick to Pittsburgh, who then takes yeah. Broderick Jones just to stick it once again to the Jets. He did punk the Jets there. Oh, interesting. He pulled an action. I, mean, that, I, I just I thought that was hilarious. I, I mean, yeah, I was pissed off that Belichick. Uh, I was pissed off that Belichick traded the pick, but then when I saw that it was a guy that the Jets wanted, I just laughed my ass off because they took the Jets literally took forever to get the Will McDonald. Uh, uh, choice in afterwards. Oh yeah, because they, they were, were they, they, they were had to completely. they had to completely they had to completely scrap their plans. Yeah, they were in love with the uh, linemen, and then they were just sitting there licking their chops, like you know, ready to run that card up. You know, they had everything set. They were 
ready to fly the guy out to New York. And then Bill kind of pulled the fast one, gave the pickup to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh took it. Yeah. So I guess Bill's still doing good at punking people, but I don't know. I don't know. What, what would you guys give the, the Patriots draft grade, grade overall? Uh, I would say maybe C plus B minus. Yeah. 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 I mean, I you know, I wasn't I wasn't really that pissed off with the the uh, the one pick I was pissed off at was them taking Marte Mapu from some fucking college <laughs> called Sacramento State in the third round when the guy's a sixth round pick. Never heard of it. A little reach. It, but that's classic. Be- that's year. classic. That's classic that's Belichick. Bill. He always he yeah. always takes one or two you never heard of from a school you never heard of. And, and yeah. now he's yeah, hit, it, he's hit on plenty, and he's got a lot of rings. Again, I'm respecting him, but yeah, he's trying to get yeah. Now I will I will I will give him that he's hit on a lot of them. A lot of, of them course. have turned up being really good. It's just recently, past couple years, those uh, studs been kind of showing up as duds. I mean the difference between the the Kyle Duggar. I mean, I mean, I was pissed off at the Kyle Duggar pick, but the difference with the Kyle Duggar pick was okay. He was you know he was projected literally the same round, but maybe maybe like he was drafted in the second, and he was draft or he was projected to go anywhere between the second and third round. So, I mean, that's different compared to. Drafting a guy in the third round who's projected to go in the fifth and sixth—that's like the Cole yeah. Strange trade or the the Cole Strange pick all over again from last year, when the guy's projected to go in the third or fourth round and you t- and you take him with your first round pick. Yeah, I, I've said it to beat a dead horse, but um, near the end of Andy Reid's tenure, no one really wanted to see it coming, but he started making more and more of those curious reach picks. And, and he wouldn't really have to even bother to explain it. No, I know what I'm doing. And the Eagles were packing on losses, and then suddenly he was out. I don't know. I got to think uh, change is coming in New England. Unless they get Hopkins, unless no. they make something really, you know, radical happen soon. I mean, that's a six-win team. <laughs> no, they ain't, they ain't going to do nothing else. They, this is the roster they're going into it with. This is it. What, you got a li- lifetime contract? You can just whatever, do whatever. They got to make a move. Um, but ultimately, though, I mean, I did, I did like the, you know, the the picks for the most part that they ended up, uh, they ended up drafting this year. I mean, the the Christian Gonzalez pick basically fell right into their lap, where yeah. he was projected to go as high as number seven to uh, Vegas, and instead he ends up dra- he ends up dropping all the way to seventeen. Uh, and you know everybody's looking at him. At, he's being projected as a potential defensive rookie of the year. Locked up. Yeah, according to uh, NFL that, Network. That, that was a great. That was a great pick. I feel foolish that I even uh, forgot about who they targeted there. That was a that was an A plus pick there. Um, and again, it's a passing league. Um, if they if they if they really go. If Matt Jones, you know, regains his confidence with O'Brien, like you guys are saying, I believe that. I could see him if they get going and Mac is good again. I could see them going in the playoffs. I'm not, I'm not, you know, married to that idea of them being five or six wins. I mean, if things break right, they're going to have a good defense. 
Um, they have new coaching in place. So, yeah, they can, they can go wild card. And, yeah, it's a passing yeah. league. So, if you have a lockdown corner, if you're going against Mahomes or Josh Allen or Burrow in the first round, that's a huge player to have. I mean, Gonzalez could be an all-pro. And they got Keon. Uh, they ended up grabbing Keon White, too, from Georgia Tech, who a lot of people had as a, as a uh, late first-round pick. So, yeah. for him to drop all the way to 46, and the Patriots didn't even have to trade up in order to grab him. That's another good one. So, I mean, you, basically, you gotta you got to hope or almost not assume. You can never assume anything in this world, but you got to hope no. that one of those two receivers they took is definitely legit. Well, I think that I think they will be eventually. You know, uh, they said that Demario Douglas has the chance to become a slot receiver potentially, right. uh, considering his, considering his height. Uh, but Boutte, you know, if he if if he can stay healthy. And like, like Jim, like Jim told me earlier, you know he's a high impact player. And I mean, Jim would know, you know, um, Boutte playing for LSU. If he can, yeah, tra- if he can translate well to the NFL, especially with players like Kendrick Bourne, uh, Devontae Parker coming up on contract years. You know, this could potentially be uh, insurance for the Patriots, basically. And like, and like you and Jim both astutely pointed out, they don't have one. They have two damn good tight ends. So, that I mean, that's still bread and butter. I mean, that's quarterback's best friend, too. Now you got, you got a nice slot player. You got two good tight ends. Yeah. That's a basic step up. Yeah, they have potential. Right. I want Matt to do well. I want them to be in the playoffs. I think the NFL, I mean, the NFL is a better place when the Patriots are a good team. Yeah. Yeah, also, uh, the Patriots, they grab, uh, looks like the successor to Nick Folk, Chad Ryland from Maryland, because Nick Folk currently isn't even, I don't think he's under contract right now. So, uh, it looks like... That is the end of Nick Folk's uh, – I think that's the end of Nick Folk's tenure in New England. I, or I can double-check it, but okay. yeah. that might potentially be – oh, no, no, never mind. He is under contract. He is still under contract uh, for about $1.6 million. So uh, he'll be a free agent next year. So what they're probably going to do, they'll probably – put Ryland on the practice squad and and have him uh you know essentially compete with Nick Folk. Uh maybe he can beat Folk out of uh, out of camp. Not saying that it's gonna happen, but uh they did also get Bryce Berenger, uh a punter from Michigan State. Looks like he will probably slot in as the starting punter because for some reason, New England can't get uh, – ever since they got rid of Jake Bailey, uh, they cannot find a punter to save their lives. So, uh-huh. And the rest, of, uh, the rest of the picks were mainly beefing up the offensive line to uh, try and give uh, Mac Jones some protection. There we go. Never go wrong. You know, after, after the uh, – 
what's it called? Um, after the whole Will Levis uh, nightmare that had, uh, you know, that yeah. had people thinking maybe perhaps the Patriots might take Will Levis. Uh, you know that when after they they hosted him for a uh, pre-draft visit, I think it was like a top thirty visit they hosted him for. Uh, you know, ultimately that ended up not happening. So maybe perhaps the maybe perhaps it, it finally the picks today basically showed that Belichick is officially uh, on the Mac Jones. Uh, one in doubt, Bill, uh, love to hit him. Bill always quietly makes sure his offensive line is stacked. So he knows how to draft linemen, that's for sure. Who said that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, if he I, definitely I, does. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, so, so just looking at, like, the Patriots and um, their needs, I think Christian Gonzalez was more of a need pick than anything. Looking at to go against every single year, twice a year, Kyrie Hill, Jalen Waddle, you know, yeah. Stephon Diggs, you know, like, so was it really the best draft pick? I think it was more of a need pick. Like, oh, shit. We have to get a quarterback to actually guard, like, dogs, you know, like, you know, you have to, it's crazy. Like, I, I was just thinking about it at work, and I'm like, Man, the Patriots took more of a need than anything. Like, yeah, Christian Gonzalez is probably the best corner on the board, or like maybe overall. But I think it was a more of a need pick than anything. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it definitely oh, it definitely was a pick based out of need. Uh, when you consider, the, and, and you know, matter of fact, it, it makes me think that that's the guy they were they were dra- uh, you know thinking of drafting all along. Uh, with their first round pick, whether it be at 14 or it be at 17. Um, you know, I think, I still think that Belichick, you know, wanted to stick it to uh, to the Jets. So he basically just decided to trade the 14th pick anyways. But yeah, you know, the Gonzalez, the Gonzalez pick makes a lot of sense when you take into account the fact that, uh, you know, they're probably going to lose Jonathan Jones next year because I believe he only signed a one-year extension. So uh, they may lose Jonathan Jones next year. And obviously, you know, they, they, they have a huge hole at safety. I don't, I don't know if uh, Gonzalez can play safety at all, Uh they did uh, have a huge I mean, hole. I mean, with... he's, a great, he's a great athlete. Uh, he couldn't make maybe in two years, but yeah, I mean, he's a lockdown corner. You, you leave him on an island, keep him at corner. Yeah, they, you know, they they had they they had a huge hole that they have to uh, that they have to fill with the with the retirement of Devin McCourty. So, right. if he could potentially. Uh, or wait a minute, no, never mind. What am I thinking? They have Jalen Mills that they're probably going to put in. Oh, you know what? That makes uh, sense now. Eagle Cap. So, and that guy. They're going to have they're going to have Jalen Mills slot over to safety, and Gonzalez will take Mills' spot at corner. Real quick, too. There's there's also I mean, 
I love what Kyle said. I mean, that's a dream scenario. They did. They actually did nail that. I mean, it's a passing league. You're, go, you're not only going against the receivers now. Now you got Aaron Rodgers in there, Josh Allen. You got gunslingers everywhere. That's just in the East. If you get out of there and, and win a wild card or win the division, then you're facing Joe Burrow, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Philip Rivers. Yeah. So yeah, a corner is paramount. Lamar Jackson. And I, honestly, I don't Lamar Jackson. Yep. Yeah, of course. There's, I mean, this is the passing league. Hey, Bear. Love it or hate it. This is, this is where the league's going. I'll finish up for Hilda. Um, I, oh, honestly, nice. there's no way Bill expected Gonzalez to last till 14, though. I saw, if you sit, saw 100 mock drafts, Gonzalez, the latest he lasted was maybe 10. So, yeah, I mean, he fell on the Bill's lap. Bill pulled the trigger. I mean, wouldn't you? If if he fell mm-hmm. right into if he fell right into Bill's lap, there there had to be a of reason course. why Bill why yeah. Bill traded back because he obviously saw the way things were trending in the draft in the first round. He obviously saw that, of course, uh, you know Gonzalez was still going to be there probably at number seventeen. I never saw Mox worse than number ten. And then, boom, he's all the way down there. I mean, yeah, Bill nailed it right there. You're right. Yeah, I mean, ESPN uh, even said that there was a 0% chance that he would have been there at 17 before uh, heading into the draft. Got to love the draft. So... You know, it just, it just it goes to show you the the unpredictability of uh, of the NFL draft at any point. That you can be so you know so many so, teams can make different picks. Well, you can be so planning though. Okay, we're gonna do this, and then next thing you know, some guy falls to you, and you're like, wow, we didn't really even scout that guy. We never even thought he. We yeah, I mean, I mean, Steve, how? <clears throat> How does it go? Of course, the Raiders are still JJ's team, but yes. <laughs> how does it go that the Saints are her second favorite now because their quarterback is Derek Carr from Fresno State, and they drafted his backup tonight oh. from Fresno State. Nice. Oh, of course they probably. You know they probably did get a uh, did did get uh, his advice potentially. On which quarterback to end up taking, or uh, with you know which uh, which pick if they were going to take if they were going to take another yeah. quarterback. So now now you know, the Saints where have to two, grab them from. Yeah, the Saints have two Fresno State quarterbacks. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I hope you know, I saw it. speaking Not of uh, speaking of the Raiders too. They ended up grabbing uh, the tight end from Notre Dame too, uh, Michael Meyer. That's a good pick. Good pick. So, so some though. I'm gonna tell you what though. I'm gonna tell you what. I can't remember the guy's name, but next year on the draft, and and even even maybe on the Heisman watch, there's a tight end at Georgia. Wow! Wow! (laughs) What's his measurables like? Like towering? Like six six or just like fast or everything or what? Yeah. Oh, he's he's a big dude, but he can run too, and he blocks. He's kind of like Gronk. Wow. Sign me up, man. 
Nothing like that, man. Quarterback's best friend. Third and five, third and seven. Oh, so he's, tight end. Safety valve. So, so he's a big boy then. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, let's, let's get to uh, the reason why the Patriots are the last team in the East now, and that is because of a big trade that occurred earlier this week that saw Aaron Rodgers officially yep. come to the New York Jets. And the full package that they got, so they ended up grabbing Aaron Rodgers as well as the number 15 overall pick and a fifth rounder in exchange for the 13th overall pick, the 42nd overall pick, the 207th overall pick, and a conditional uh, 2024 second that would become a first if Rodgers plays more than 65% of the offensive snaps this year, which, I mean, let's be perfectly honest, that's probably going to happen so you can just basically call that a first round pick I mean I was kind of surprised that they were able to get as much that uh, you know Green Bay was able to get as much as they did for them yeah I mean they're they're holding them uh, hostage for a while you know Aaron Aaron had a ransom demand he was passing over people were uh you know, looking through the blinds with hostage negotiators. I mean, I've never seen that before in any sport. Uh, Aaron said, before I even consider going to New York, uh, you need to sign these five receivers, those four people. I mean, the Jets owner, you know, I'm over in the New York uh, East Coast market. They were livid, saying, we don't need this. And at the the last second, they they finally got it done. But, I mean, yeah. What's going to happen? All right, I'm gonna gi- I'm gonna give you a little more information on that Georgia tight end now. Yeah. He's six four two thirty. Six four two thirty. He's that he about was a fresh. He was just a freshman last year. His name is Brock Bowers. Oh. In his yeah. freshman year, uh-huh. in his freshman year in the SEC, he had sixty three catches, nine hundred and forty two yards. Wow. Seven touchdowns, fifteen yards per catch. Big. I, I've, been remember, I've been watching Georgia big, ball now. Finally. Big homegrown I, white boy. <laughs> no, and I, I've been I've been finally watching more uh, SEC ball. They they spread they were spreading that ball around like wildfire. If he's featured, he could have uh, eighty catches. And Jim, if I remember I mean, correctly, too, uh, wow. wasn't he one of the huge uh, one of the huge contributors in the uh, national title game, too? Yes, yes, big time, big time. I mean, they basically called wow. they basically called it the Brock Bowers uh, coming out party. They 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 could not stop him. They could not stop him. It was like watching Gronk all over again. But he just wasn't as big as Gronk. But he, but he's, but you got to consider he's he's still young. He's gonna get bigger too. Got to add twenty. Right. Jim, I got, I got a question. Yeah. For you, that's... Okay, go ahead. Tell me about Jaden Walkwood from Arkansas. Who? Jaden 
Wood, J- Jadon Walshwood. Hmm. I don't think another one either. Last, last name is H A S E Wood. Hazelwood. Yes, yes, oh, Hazelwood. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. What? He, yeah, he's a good receiver. Transferred from Oklahoma. Um, played for us one season. Had a really good season. And he had great stats at Oklahoma, too. Yeah, he, he's good. He's good. So, uh, so another Philadelphia Eagle that was a natural list for Jalen Hurts to play with? Oh, he'll make the team. Trust me, he'll make the team. Ooh, does that mean Quez Watkins is out? Mm. Wow. I don't know. Hazelwood's good though, and and he's got good hands and he can go deep. He he's a he's a deep threat. Hey yeah, Jim, speaking of uh, speaking of wide receivers, speaking of wide receivers, the Patriots they may have another Julian Edelman on their hands potentially. Uh oh. And Uh-oh. we remember we remember how how uh, Julian Edelman was originally drafted as a quarterback, and then they moved him to wide receiver. The, yeah. They just signed a guy. They just signed a guy from Louisville called Malik Cunningham, who apparently they're saying has elite speed, and they're planning on transitioning him to wide receiver. And he's open to the idea. Well, you know, that's where Lamar Jackson came from. Yeah. Yeah. I know Cunningham. Really raw, like Randy Cunningham. Very very poor man's out, like Hannon Hooker. Not a pro quarterback. Great athlete in college. Yeah, Cunningham. Yeah, he better be willing to transfer his skills. You know, if he wants to make NFL money, put me in wherever you want. Yeah. I mean, a matter of fact, last it says, year it says uh, his well, not, uh, not, says he says he runs a forty-yard uh, dash in four point five three, which that's not blazing, dude, but it's good. And he's a, he's a built guy. He's almost got a hurt. Uh, he's built. He's built good. He's not a thin guy. Yeah, he's he's not he's not a small guy. He's 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 pretty big. Yeah, and he he had uh, apparently. In 2021, he had 20 rushing touchdowns. This year, he had 12. But you know, he was more of a of a run type quarterback as opposed to a passer. And he ended up taking over for Lamar Jackson after Lamar got drafted. Yeah, he's he's been there since like 2017. He 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 was there forever. I think he got red shirted. So, and then he had his four years. Yep. I mean, ju- just the just the uh, the intangibles that he has, you know, it kind of makes me wonder if they're planning on transitioning him to a wide receiver because he did say uh, prior to the draft that he would be open to the idea of um, of changing positions. Obviously, he heard through his coaches that that's what yeah. some of the scouts were saying. You know, maybe we see this guy more as a receiver or a tight end. So, I mean, if you want to get in the league, you're going to say, well, yeah, I'm open to switching. Yeah, make me a punter. Yeah. 
make me a professional player, I'll, I'll kick. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, takes. whatever. You know, as long as I get to play and get the money. Yeah. That's it. But, no, I mean, it's, really just, good, it's uh, kind of eye-popping. Sorry, Steve. I was just going to say I'm not a huge college guy, but one of my best friends growing up is, uh, you know, his parents went to Louisville. He went there for a couple of years. So I keep my eye on them. And uh, I've seen some some games of uh, Cunningham, you know, wake me up when you see other, uh, you know, skill players, receivers, or running backs get drafted out of there. You know what I'm saying? So he wasn't surrounded by the best cats. Really good athlete. You know, he's making uh, magic happen. So if you put him on a good pro roster and change his position, you know, you might find uh, lightning in a bottle. He's a really good athlete. Yeah, I think it's kind of eye-popping when you take a look at the at his uh, rushing stats through all of his time, uh, through five years that he actually played uh, in in uh, Louisville, he had 50 rushing touchdowns. His best year wow. was actually in 2021, where he had 20 rushing touchdowns, uh, 173 rush attempts for 1,031 yards. He's <laughs> an athlete. Yeah, that's running back numbers. Ooh, could be that too. So I try the he could be a running back. He could be a running back. He they they could decide to potentially uh, maybe put him uh, as a wide receiver type option. I, I don't really I, I don't really see him. I don't back. really see him as a wide out. I see him more as a running back tight end. Yeah, I did. I did find it odd that they didn't go running back at all in this draft, especially after losing Damian Harris. I mean, they did get James Robinson, but you know, yeah. Usually, Belichick likes to load up on running backs. Cunningham, six one, measurable six one, one ninety two. So he's caught in a fringe. You know, he's not definitely not a uh, through the tackles running back. Maybe a gadget, uh, bot receiver. I don't know. Looks like a maybe a wide receiver. I don't know. But I don't know if he's fast enough. Yeah, that four five three doesn't look fast enough. Yeah, that doesn't play on Sundays. It might. It might work in the slot though. Yeah, little you know right. seven yard hit. Possibly you know, a little gap yeah. here and there. Two yeah, break a tackle. Yeah. Uh, That'd be a fourth receiver. I mean that's definitely something that I saw. Um, you know when I when I was first looking at all the different uh, un, undrafted free agents that were uh, that were being announced, and his his uh, deal was actually one of the first ones that was announced by uh, by the NFL media. So I just I found it kind of interesting. Uh, he was basically obviously out of all the quarterbacks that were drafted. He was basically considered the odd man out, even though um, I think around the sixth, around the sixth round, I think he was looked at as maybe the top quarterback left in the draft. And they, uh, you know, obviously everybody passed on him. So yeah. I would be surprised I'm, I'm, if the Patriots try to switch him. I'm looking it up right now, Steve. I mean, at the same time, though. You know, Bill, Bill uh, you know, there's a lot of in-house, a lot of drama. We don't want yeah. Mac. And now, of course, Bill's going to play nice. Now now he's best friends with Mac again because he didn't move him. So maybe uh, Malik might get a look 
for a month or two as a quarterback first. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I don't yeah. see him being a quarterback. I just don't. Just taking a look at the numbers well, that he put up at Louisville, I just don't see him being a guy that the Patriots would look at as a quarterback. No, he, he, he was definitely play. he was definitely a running quarterback at Louisville. Also, didn't have weapons. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I and the, the difference between yeah. him, I mean, when Lamar was there, Lamar threw the ball a lot. But yeah. uh, Cunningham ran the ball a lot. Yeah. Good signing, though. I mean, his I mean, best, good I mean, his they, best they like passing something. year they, was – I'm sorry. Go go ahead, Alex. Um, Steve, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to uh, cut you short there, man. I'm really sorry. No, I was just, just going to say, no, you know, Bill, Bill, obviously, I mean, they sent – they. I'm reading about it right now. They gave him a big contract right out of the gate. I mean, right after his draft, those guys, those agents, the dads, the mom, you know, everyone's on the phone. So, obviously, the Patriots saw something in him because he was, I guess, apparently hey, maybe the, the biggest. Uh, what's the guarantee? Big, biggest free Or what's the so signing far. bonus? And we've seen plenty of these guys after the draft become good pros. Let me see. Yeah. Honestly, I'm just Ooh, very, very happy contract. So. Yeah, two hundred two hundred thousand guaranteed and a thirty thousand dollars signing bonus. He's he's being go. kept around. If they're giving there him that go. much as an undrafted free agent, they're locking him up for a reason. Yes. Yeah, he's. Got, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's. Him. I I don't think it's a quarterback though, because I think if it if it ain't Mac, then Bill gets his guy Zappy. Yeah, right. You're right. You're right. But I mean, you guys already know that. Yeah, no, it won't after, be at the quarter. Right after the draft, right after the draft, these guys and their agents, they have, you know, maybe seven or eight or fourteen or nineteen teams calling, highest bidder, and system. So they have different options. But yeah, right away, they got a deal done, pretty quickly. Getting, the last person I saw, the last person I saw give uh, them give that high of an amount to was Jacoby Myers. That worked out right yeah. out of the draft. So he's definitely sticking around. They wouldn't otherwise they wouldn't give him that big of a that big of a guarantee as well as that much of a signing bonus if he wasn't going to stick around. That's their top priority uh, free agent right out of the, right out of the uh, gate. Yeah, they got plans for him. Interested to see uh, where he fits in. So we do have uh, some NBA news here. Uh, unfortunately for – and I, I know Tim is cursing. I know Tim is cursing the world right now, but uh, the knee injury – that Joel Embiid suffered uh, back on April 20th is considered to be more serious than a grade one LCL sprain, according to Shams Sharania of The Athletic. He's currently listed as doubtful for game one, and it sounds like he will also be doubtful for game two against Mm. the Boston Celtics. As... According to what to what uh, a Philly reporter has said, his his recovery is tip his type of LCL sprain is typically a four to six week recovery. 
So it kind of makes you wonder if perhaps yeah. you if perhaps they may even see Joel Embiid at all in this series. Well, they said they might gain three. I mean, maybe, but if if they're claiming that this is considered to be more serious than a grade one LCL sprain, I mean, grade mm, one yeah. is literally the lowest the lowest grade you can give a sprain. Yeah, yeah something's going on there. Yeah, just so, and just so I that. mean, yeah, he'll probably wear a brace for the knee when he does return. But it does. It makes you wonder just exactly how limited he might be uh, with the with the brace when he does yeah. eventually return. I mean, Steve, I know I've you're been, the hardcore uh, Celtics fan, but I mean, to me, ever, I still think the Celtics are my pick to win it all. I want to see them take down the Sixers full strength. I think a lot of Celtics. Oh, they're fans, gonna they're gonna beat the Sixers. They ain't gonna be no problem. I think, I think Tatum. I think Tatum, I think Tatum and uh, every single Celtic player wants and beat the play, so they can say, you know what, yeah. this is our ring. We don't want to beat uh, some backup and have some people talking shit, uh, you know, over the summer. Oh, you didn't beat our best. No, the Celtics are ready to rock. They want to beat. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They're definitely the better team. They're be- much better than the, the uh, Sixers. They want to beat. They want to beat them beat too. Steve, ever since you were you were talking about the quarterback from Louisville, Cunningham. Yep. I had a guy's name in my mind. I couldn't think of it. I couldn't think of it. I couldn't think of it. And I just thought of it. Taysom Hill. Oh, oh boy! Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Perfect gadget. That makes a lot of sense, actually. For for because uh, Taysom Hill, technically, he's looked at as also a uh, a tight end, as well as a uh, quarterback. So, yeah, you could. I mean, you could potentially see the same thing here when it com- when it comes to uh, Cunningham if they do decide to keep him around. Well, it looks like they are. Just don't pay him uh, well, you know, six, eight, $80 million like the Saints did. Saints are paying him <laughs> as much as free. <laughs> Pissing money in the wind out on uh, Bourbon Street. Yeah, it's just it, – it's they obviously know that they have to they have to find some way to sort of revamp their offense. You know, revamp the their game plan, and you know maybe maybe they feel they're going to go back to that route of okay, you know, let's see what we can get potentially with the you know with, with the bringing in this guy. Maybe we can turn. Maybe we can uh, uncover another gem like we did Jacoby My Jacoby Myers, except this time. You know, we won't wait as long to actually utilize this gem. Like uh, I remember Jacoby Myers, uh, they waited until after Brady was gone to finally utilize him. They they utilized him for fucking Cam Newton of all quarterbacks. Well, with them with them guaranteeing this guy, 
with them guaranteeing this guy some money, I think either Mac Jones or Zappy, I think one of them need to be worried. Uh-huh. Kind of messy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you that's know, why I, 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 that's why I said, that's why I, I said, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not betting 500 bucks. He's going to suit up as a quarterback week one, but he's in the building now. Take notice. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? No, now, now talk, speaking about now, Bill O'Brien, you guys have been educating me and you're awesome, man, about the SEC. So looking at Bill O'Brien, now they're giving Mac Jones a chance. I didn't know about this, you know, the coach coming in with all the Alabama ties. Think about this. Did Alabama ever have any, uh, Taysom Hill or any gadget players like this guy might be, or would this be needed as a coaching staff too? Not really, not really. Alabama okay. has a pro style offense, but it's wide open. Okay. They uh, they always have a very very top notch number one running back that's going to get you a thousand yards. They always have great wide receivers, great yeah. offensive line. Um, so not really, and I don't I don't see that comparison maybe bill just wants a uh, you know shiny new toy yeah and maybe. it took saban at alabama it took saban a long time before he even said okay let's go wide open he he was old school like belichick let's run the ball run the ball run the ball win with defense run the ball run the ball run the ball right, and yep. it finally got to a point where he was like well, hell, okay, we got to open it up. And he started bringing in really big-time offensive coordinators like Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, he Bill O'Brien, he brought in offensive geniuses that knew how to run offenses. And he stayed out of it. He stuck with his defense. And, see, that's what Belichick had, didn't do last season. Yeah, he stuck with the defense, but he started spending too much time tinkering with the offense and turning it over to – two pets of his yeah. who were defensive coordinators. And it was, I mean, who the hell could not figure out that was not going to work? It was clear right. as day. It was clear It was clear as day as soon as they named him uh, the offense, uh, as soon as they named Matt Patricia an offensive assistant. You know, there, there was no, nobody was fooled. No Patriot fan was fooled except for maybe those who have never, uh, you know, the, maybe the casual fans, uh, you know, who are not diehard Patriot fans, you know, maybe they were fooled by it. But I guarantee you there was not one season ticket holder that was fooled. They knew exactly what was going on. Uh, that Bill was uh, basically trying to help out one of his, uh, you know, one of his, uh, one of his friends by giving him, a, by giving him the job. So, it, no, I, I definitely think that it's it's going to be a lot better under Bill O'Brien as opposed to Patricia because at least Bill O'Brien knows how to how to run an offense. Yeah, that always helps on the pro level. Patricia was just an abomination. Well, and and Bill O'Brien had to have. He had to have some assurances that uh, of what control he would have, or he would have never left Alabama. Exactly. Well, good point. Good point. That's an incredible top of the line job. You're right. He doesn't need the yeah. headache or the risk. He left a cush 
A-plus job. You're right. He had to have some guarantees, some security. Yeah. Because otherwise, otherwise, why, why else would he leave? Yeah. yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't leave Alabama unless you got a better job. Right. You wake up two years later, and uh, you can call Saban. Sorry, man, we found the other great uh, coach. We don't have room. I mean, where, where did, where did, where did the, where did the big time coach now from Georgia winning all these championships? Where did he come from? He was the defensive coordinator at Alabama. Right. Lane Kiffin from Alabama. Yeah. Sarkeesian from Alabama. Bama. I mean, I mean, Saban, Saban breeds head coaches. Yeah, it's that. And Belichick used to. So. Yeah, Belichick, Belichick used to before, uh, you know. It, key, it part of, key, part that of that, one, key part of that sentence, used to. Yeah, because <laughs> once uh, once Josh McDaniels left town, I mean, I don't I don't see anybody else uh, anybody else becoming a. What? Yeah, you know, both I, after both. Both of our offensive, both of our offensive coordinators last year, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, Giants, Lions, fired, fired. Yeah, <laughs> total. I mean, and actually, Patricia. actually, I forgot Brian. I forgot Brian Flores was. Uh, he left before Matt Patri- or before I, I like uh, Josh McDaniels did. Yeah. I like him, Bump Hill. Yeah. Whatever. That's besides. Yeah, but I mean Patricia. Yeah. But you got Patricia, Patricia, defensive coach, Joe Judge, a special teams coach. He was awful for the Giants. They they special got him out teams of coach. Real quick. And they're both out of work. Both out of work. Yeah. And Bill says, "Oh hell, come on, I'll hire you. Y'all can run the offense." Yeah, and like I guarantee you, Patricia and Judge both. Eyes just bugged out of their head when when Belichick says y'all run the offense. Honey, honey, we're moving back to Alabama. <laughs> we're back I, to mean, Alabama. I mean, Judge, I mean, Judge. I mean, you couldn't get him out of New York fast enough. I'm not a Giants fan, but yeah, I mean, he was just a, he was a terrible head coach. Now they they found gold with uh, Dable. Yeah, Judge just didn't know how to handle the media. Didn't really know how to play call. Yeah, he was not a good head coach. Patricia, I mean, I, I don't even have words for that guy. But well, he likes. Hey, you know what, Jim? I get. I guarantee you, uh, Adrian Clem, their new uh, offensive line coach, he probably helped with the uh, with the pick of Gonzalez. Cause he yeah, he saw probably did. What Gonzalez? Ooh. He saw what Gonzalez could do last year. Oregon. Yeah. yeah, having been a part of Oregon. Well, it's nice like call. it's like what was said earlier. It was it kind of fell right into Bill's lap. Somebody that good dropping to right where it was his turn to pick. Get a lockdown corner. Yep, just take him. Don't even think about it. Just take him. Yeah, I mean, because that's what he looks for anyway. And all of a sudden, this guy just drops in your lap. Of course, he's going to take him. Right. He would have he would have took him if he had he would have took him if he had 
two all-pro corners and a third-team NFL backup yeah. at corner. Yeah. He would have still took him. Make room for a lockdown corner. <laughs> Whatever you got, bring him on. Yeah. Yeah, because anybody would have been a fool to not t- to not take a uh, to not take a lockdown corner, especially that especially that early on. So uh, he really talented. They got to coach him up, but I mean, yeah, Gonzalez could be a you know eight time Pro Bowler. Take him. And Steve, Steve, you know what this means, don't you? He's going to make all kind of interceptions. He's going to make all kind of All Pro teams. And when his contract's up, we're going to watch him leave. Come on, man. Oh, of course. Come on. Bye-bye. This, this ain't the Rays. Of course. I mean, come on. They won't lock him up? I mean, that's what we do. No. That's what we do. Yes, that's what you do. I mean, literally, that's that's the one thing that, that Belichick is, no, is known for, is literally not paying a single fucking person. <laughs> right. Hell, he didn't even pay Brady. Literally. Brady, Brady had to take pay cuts to keep, keep – Talent around him. He had to take pay cuts. Pay for parking. Yeah, you know, so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so what, you know, what is that? That That was good. That was good. (laughs) I mean, you know, so what does that, what does that tell you? The fact that literally. He's cheap. They had to. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say that. He's not a good human. (laughs) Well, I mean that basically that basically shows that the Patriots they've been all about saving money literally the entire. Well, I think I think I think the other I think the other part of the equation is I think Bill I think Bill looks at shelf life. I think Bill looks at how long somebody's played. If he thinks somebody's been there five or six years, they're fixing to go on the downgrade, the downside. And he's like, do I want to give this guy four or five years that X amount of money when I think he's fixing to go on the downside, or can I just go get somebody else in the draft next year? Yeah, but uh, all 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 those rings, all those rings, those guys who bled and and sweat for him, sweated for him. Okay, Welker, Bruschi, Brable, Brady. Yeah, they weren't they weren't twenty three years old. They were veterans. I mean, what are you trying to think? Old players can't perform. Who is he pulling? Vince Vince Wilfork, another one. Yeah. High Tower. Yep. Um, the McCordys. Well, to be to be fair it, it, with High Tower, Stephon Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, another one he let leave. His best player's been older in those Super Bowls. His best performers mostly been older. Yeah, to be fair with Hightower though, Hightower really dropped off in terms of uh in terms of production and in terms of speed. So Richard you Seymour know, you weren't really yep. Yeah, Seymour is a different Seymour is a different story. Seymour should have never been let go. Trey Flowers. Yep. I mean, I mean you can go on, on it. You can you can do an entire podcast on players the Patriots have let slip away. Right. And, and don't get me right. wrong, you know, as an outsider, as an Eagles fan, you know, jealous for all those years. You know, we got one. They they have about nineteen rings. 
I mean, just watching those those Super Bowl parades. Nineteen. They, sure, sure they had whatever figure speech. Watching those uh, Super okay. Bowl parades, you know, sure they had some some good younger performers, but the beat, the the real heavy lifters, the real leaders on those teams were older players. Yeah. So it it, it just it, it really does make sense why. You know, we saw a lot of these picks. Uh, be, uh, when 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 you look at it and you're like, wait a minute, why are they taking these guys when they already have, uh, you know, for example, when they took the uh, the edge rusher uh, Keon White, and it's like, but we already have uh, Matthew Judon. Well, Judon's gonna Judon's contract is gonna be coming up. So yeah, just 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 like just like they had Chandler Jones. I mean, guys. Also, you can you can never have enough fastballs. You can never have enough pass rushers. A good D, D coordinator will get all of them on the field at once. So you know, it's a luxury to have. Right. So it's basically, you know, you're 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 basically looking at. Okay, there's all all these guys are obviously going to be. Candidates to leave town essentially at some point in the future. So instead, let's get you know let's get our uh, our insurance now while we can essentially, which is basically what what Belichick did in this draft. And by getting the receivers as well that he did very late. You know, it just it, it it makes me think that maybe perhaps they're hoping that these guys can somewhat flourish potentially to where they won't have to pay guys like Parker or uh, or Bourne. And I mean Juju, they have Juju for three years, so. Uh, but Parker and Bourne, you know, they won't have to pay when that when their time uh, comes up at the end of this year. But yeah, they, they got to be, they got to be banking on one of those two receivers they took, to uh, you know, to pay off. I know, I know, I kind of slammed them a little bit before. Juju is a very talented player. I, I mean, I just think he's more of a, you know, he, he's a lot more effective if there's another really good weapon next to him. Yeah, and now when you, now when you think of it too, now they got a, yeah, I mean, they're looking at themselves as a last place team. You know the yeah. Jets getting Aaron Rodgers like they did. Uh, it's it's pretty damn clear that unless my unless Miami has a huge step back or Aaron Rodgers becomes Brett Favre all of a sudden when Brett Favre <laughs> went to the Jets. Uh, you know it's it's looking pretty clear that the Patriots are probably going to be. They're going to be in a very competitive AFC East and are more than likely going to be dead last. So I think Belichick is probably looking at this team and saying, do I really think that Mac Jones could put us over any of these teams with the necessary help? If I were to get him like a DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins or, yep. or, grab, or, or grab him, you know, a number one receiver, uh, would that be enough 
or would I rather would I rather try to beat these te- these other teams by a score of twelve to ten? That's a logical way to put it, Steve. But um, he's got to at least take a shot, right? I mean, uh, uh, Hopkins is begging you, you know, to uh, give him a shot, bring him in at least. Let's see what Mac has, you know, give him the best chance, give him a weapon. Um, right. Especially if it's not going to really hurt their cap or their or their draft capital. I mean, what the heck's the holdup? That's, yeah. You know, that's kind of my angle. But I mean, I'm not anywhere near the position to build up. Well, maybe you know something. Don't, but I mean, if you're keeping Mac, let's give him some weapons. The problem with Hopkins is his relationship with Bill O'Brien. Oh, there's a reason. There's a reason why Hopkins. Right. Uh, there's a reason why he wanted out of uh, Houston, and it was because of Bill O'Brien. I didn't even know about because that. I didn't even yeah, Bill was the head coach there. Wow! Damn. Yeah, and I didn't and he clashed that. multiple times with Bill, with Bill, to the point of where uh, he basically demand. If I remember correctly, I believe he demanded a trade from Houston. Houston didn't, uh, you know, Houston didn't trade him on their own free will. He basically demanded a trade out of uh, out of Houston. Yeah, they lost and him and they Watt. traded him. Yeah. And then shortly after, oh yeah, you know, yeah, that was the David Johnson trade. I, I remember how horrible that trade looked when One they the traded Hopkins uh, in a fourth. Yeah, for Johnson who can run yeah, for a first tra- down. In, uh, Johnson couldn't run for a first down in the parking lot right now. He was so shot. They got nothing in return for Hopkins. That was one of the worst moves ever in pro sports. But, you know, I just I, – I think that that's partially why uh, a Hopkins trade is out of the question for the Patriots because as long as, as long as Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator or associated with the team at all, uh, he wants nothing to do with Bill O'Brien. Now, maybe, maybe if Josh McDaniels was still the offensive coordinator, maybe you would probably be looking at a potential DeAndre Hopkins to New England trade, but – yeah, it's uh, there's a, there's a pretty good reason, but still, you know that doesn't that, that shouldn't stop them from from asking around to other teams, you know, other players that might be uh, that might be on the outs of certain teams, like uh, what's his name, uh, Christian Kirk. Yeah, yeah Kirk. Uh, now you have Calvin Ridley coming back from that ridiculous gambling. Uh, suspension back in Jacksonville. Jacksonville, one of the best young teams coming up, obviously. So look at that. Now they have uh, Zay Jones, uh, great tight ends. What's his name? Jacksonville's got a lot of weapons. Uh, Now they they might have too many receivers. So maybe Bill can look at Jacksonville. Right. You know, now Jacksonville's adding a number one receiver, and they almost uh, took the Chiefs to the limit. So, yeah. Jackson's sitting on some uh, wide receiver talent. Bill might be on the, the phone with them. By the way, guys, looks Did like Jack- Charles Barkley just gave Sacramento the Kings. Uh, I think he, Charles Barkley just gave the Sacramento Kings the kiss of death because he just said on oh, God. on NBA on TNT that the Sacramento Kings are going to the conference finals. 
So I love congratulations, Golden State. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on your on your win tomorrow. <laughs> I love Barkley. He's such a loudmouth. I just I still yeah, love he's getting his own talk show, character. right? Barkley's one. Yes, of that's I right. Love... He's getting his own. Uh, he's getting his own talk show with uh, Gail Sayers, I think. Right? Gail King. Oh, Brilliant. Gail King. Brilliant. Gail Sayers. Yeah. No, I mean Auburn. Barkley, love him or hate him, man. The guy's the guy's funny as hell, and he will say he does not pull any punches. He's a really, really electric personality. I can't picture him doing it. I really, I really can't. Uh, having a podcast? No, doing a talk show on on uh, on uh, live TV. I can't see it. Again, I that guy could talk to a politician or a uh, a baseball coach, and he would he would blink. I mean, that guy he does. I think he has a really good. He has a good personality. Uh, well, yeah, I think he does more so now than he did when he was a player. Because when he was a player, he didn't really have a personality. Barkley didn't have a personality. Did it's one of the most oh, colorful, too much controversial athletes ever. He had a Electric, huge personality. Come on, Lou. Well, Sir so Charles, you know. Sir Charles, man, he's one of the cons. It is kind of, it is kind of hilarious watching him on the uh, NHL on TNT show to try and uh, to try yeah. and have a basketball guy talk about hockey. And it's uh, it, when I every time I see him on that show, I'm like, uh, did you get lost? Did uh, did you go into the wrong studio or something, Charles? Because yeah. this is hockey. This isn't basketball. Uh, yeah. I don't know why you're even game. sitting in studio. Yeah, I, I think that's the beauty yeah, of it. I think though. I want to turn somewhere, and here I am. Yeah. No, he never tries to be like the smartest person in the room. He'll, but he'll stay like you know, kind of. Well, don't you think he should be controversial you know. stuff? And he's funny as heck. He doesn't hold his tongue. I mean, I think he's got some good traits to be a, a good host. We'll see what happens. By the way, uh, I talked should. earlier about uh, I talked earlier about Derrick Henry potentially being traded. Apparently, their general manager has has claimed. Now, obviously, he's not going to flat out say, "Oh yeah, we've received calls." But uh, he has claimed that they have not received any calls whatsoever inquiring about trading Henry. Well, I doubt so, that. Come on, you know better. Because you got because I, 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 I know there was never... I know I, I know there was a uh, there was a topic of conversation that perhaps he might be he might get traded. This week there, there was a couple of hours. I think it was maybe Tuesday or Wednesday night. There was. Some BS reports were coming on. I was looking on Facebook, going, "Oh my, hold me now! Oh my God!" It was saying Derek Henry to the Eagles, and then nothing came of. I mean, I oh yeah, that's back. right. Yeah, you remember that? I, I was like, "Am I dreaming?" I mean, he's. I think he's the best running back I've seen in the last ten years. I, if I were, I would never trade him. But what do I know? This guy's a complete freaking nature. Oh, hell no. I wouldn't trade him. Uh, and could, if you, you are going to trade him, you better you better ask for a king's ransom for him. 
you can yeah. never you you probably could never literally you could never draft another Derrick Henry. So yeah, give me five do, one. Do we do we <laughs> still not have a Zeke signing? Nope, not to my knowledge. And believe it or not, believe it or not, uh, Jerry Jones has not ruled out re-signing him. Yeah. He also hasn't uh, ruled out continuing to be the worst general manager in football. Eagles fans love Jerry Jones. I mean, bring him back. Zeke's shot. Right now, he literally cannot even beg his way back to Dallas. He might be a free agent for a few months into the season. (laughs) And Tony really Pollard might. is saying, Tony Pollard is saying, this motherfucker is not going to leave? Still? <laughs> <laughs> when, am I, when am I ever going to get the starting oh, job? Oh, oh, no, guys, guys, like late in their draft, I mean, yeah, whatever. I have big beef with the uh, Cowboys. No, they got a great, um, they're really small running back from, I think, K-State. The Cowboys snagged a really good younger, um, like a late, Traffic, really good running back. I think his name is Bond at K State. Yeah, yeah, Deuce Bond. That yeah. guy looks really good. So there you go, Pollard and Bond. Yeah, Zeke's out. Oh, I forget. I forget who they compared him to. Uh... That guy Bond looks really good. He's six okay, pick, so does. So so oh, does Zeke. Does Zeke does Zeke end up with the Jets? And Aaron Rodgers? They don't oh, need him. No. God. No. They have that really good running back who got injured last year. He was from uh, ACL. Is his name. The Jets rookie last year was from a smaller school, Iowa State. What's his name? Brees something? He had like three or four hundred, hundred yard games in the first six weeks, and then boom, blew out his knee. Back is his name. No, Jets got a great young running back, and they have a couple good backups. No, they don't want Zeke. It's a headache. And I mean, Zeke, who do you think all he gets Zeke would with? want? All, all Zeke would want is he would want basically, uh, you know, he he would want to to basically take up all of the uh, all of the the snaps. When yet you have a guy like Brees Hall, who before he was injured, That's, yeah. Uh, was probably putting up a rookie of the year performance. <laughs> Zeke wants to eat, right? With with his uh, shirt tied around his waist, or you know, up near his whatever chest area. Yeah, no, Zeke just yeah, wants the goal line kick. <laughs> with he wants stupid eat. little feed me uh, thing. Two point three yards to carry. Yeah, Zeke, you've been shot for three years. Go on, boy. <laughs> Okay, yeah. this is what this is who he compared him to, or who who he was compared to. I think that I think it was Darren Sproles that he was compared right. to. Yeah, nah, Sproles Sproles was a hell of a receiver. Oh, uh, I love Sproles, man. What a warrior! What a little the guy was so tough. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Sproles was he he did it all. But this guy Bonham, he looks electric on tape. I mean, the Cowboys got a great pick in him, I think. Yeah, they were comparing him to Darren Sproles, who used to be a uh, been a running back for the Eagles. Saints, too. Yeah, he was awesome, mostly for the Saints. But, yeah, he had some great years for the Eagles. 
Oh, he did. He did have yep. his fair share of rush of uh, or of uh, catches too, though. Uh, Four thousand eight hundred and forty uh, yards, thirty-two uh, touchdowns, uh, catching-wise. Yeah. So uh, that, yeah, that's that's literally who they're comparing Deuce Vaughn to. Uh, yeah, with this uh, with this pick by Dallas. Yeah, I mean, six, six rounds afternoon, yeah. just hanging out after lose. Uh, maybe during whatever, like during, you know, the afternoon loose show, I was just watching the TV. Didn't really, eh, didn't know that guy. Didn't know that guy. And then I saw that guy. I go, whoa, I remember him. Yeah, he was a, he was a total stud in college. Maybe five yeah. to six. He might be smaller than Sproles. You know, probably the smallest running back right away in the league now because Sproles is retired. But this guy can I, – I think he's great. Pollard, I think, to me, is top seven or eight running back in the league. I mean, that's why Elliott's not there anymore. Pollard's the man. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jim, uh, I'm just looking at the at this uh, right now for the NBA. Nikola Jokic matched the entire Suns roster tonight in oh, offensive tight. rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A dude wow. who was so pudgy, a dude who was so pudgy as a kid, and now he's basically. I, th- I think he's in the running for for another MVP, right? Yeah. Okay. Another everybody MVP thinks and in, everybody thinks Embiid's going to get it, but yeah, he's in the running. Yeah. Jerk and he had he had eight eight offensive rebounds tonight, nineteen total actually. Uh, to go along with his 24 points. Matter of fact, him, Gordon, wow. and Murray combined for over 80 points just between those three players alone. Wow. And now all of a sudden Kevin Durant is uh, is tearing off the Phoenix Suns uh, jersey and saying, well, hell, oh, yeah. who am I going to go to now? Yeah, 4.40 a.m., uh, Durant's going to post on Instagram. I can't wait to be a free agent. I don't like it here. Yeah. Drama incoming. Oh, that's a big Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yeah. Kyrie. And who would, uh, Kyrie you know, and who would have thought that we would have seen the Miami Heat topple the Milwaukee Bucks? Especially, especially with no Victor Oladipo and no Tyler Harrow. But yet, they rode uh they rode the back of superman uh jimmy butler putting up uh yeah. putting up career career high performances in the playoffs uh just by himself to defeat the milwaukee bucks yeah remarkable jimmy butler hasn't been too relevant uh the past couple of years it's, you know Kind of un- unforeseen, you know, unlucky breaks or you know, a uh, couple injuries. But when he's locked in and healthy, yeah, that guy will go for fifty. I mean, he'll play like he's twenty-one years old until he retires. He is absolutely like badass. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh, he's going to be facing. A, he's going to be facing a very right. tough defensive Knicks team, though. Oh yeah, but I mean that's yeah. the type of ball, right? Like you know. Fire versus fire. They're going to be going hard against each other. Blue collar. That's going to be a fun series. 
and actually looking at the season series. Uh, let's see, one one two one. These are probably better. Three one. Ooh, actually, the Knicks had the, the Knicks had their number three three games to one this year. And the Knicks added Josh Hart. Knicks are much better. Ooh, this should be very interesting. The best Knicks team the past couple months in the last five years. They're playing great, great ball right now. This time in ten years, second round. Bronson's incredible. It's possible. It's possible hell might freeze over, and we may have a a New York Knicks team in the conference finals. Hello. Nick Celtics, legendary. The good old days. The good old days. How fun would that be? Yeah, I just, I I don't know about the Celtics. Celtics are getting there. It's a matter if the Knicks can get there. I'd rather play Philadelphia. We never win against Boston. I don't see how Philly's going to get past Boston, man. Well, I just I just don't know about Boston because there were games against against Atlanta that they should have won, and Boston basically let their foot off the gas pedal each game. Yeah, like, there's no reason that that series should have even gone to six games. Mm, maybe you're right. Boston led, uh, with the exception of was it Game Four? Yeah, I, I forget which game it was. I forget if it was game four or game five. Uh, but five. Boston led in in pretty much each game for the majority of the time. And then all of a sudden, in the fourth quarter, they basically let their, uh, let their foot off the gas pedal, and that allowed Atlanta to basically come storming back in. Yeah. Yeah. They almost get bored sometimes. They want to challenge. Then, then when Atlanta barks back, they just. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for this series. Oh, it's gonna be fun. What time's Nick's uh, mind? Uh, one o'clock, I think. Nice. It's at one o'clock. One o'clock. Then you have Kings and Warriors game seven. Three thirty. Then. Those are actually never mind. Those are the two the only two games tomorrow. Yeah, let's not forget the old Pat Riley uh, Nick's Heat angle too. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he he made the Knicks relevant again, and now Tibbs like, well, now they're relevant again without you. <laughs> but hey, it doesn't it doesn't matter anyways. In the end, uh, at the end of it all, it doesn't matter anyways because the L.A. Lakers and the NBA referees will win out in the end. So. LeBron's scoring like ninety-five points a game. No one can, no one can come within twenty feet of him, or they get like a tactical. Well, no. I mean, it to, took. We're we're both. It took it took you, the referees' you, help for them to beat yeah. Memphis. It was incredible, but you, Lou, and I all agreed. I mean, before a couple a couple of really good callers on Lou's show earlier said, oh, "No, I mean." You know, I think the Warriors are going to automatically advance to the NBA. No. The NBA's darling, the ratings thing, is going to be King James. I think the, I think, I think the Kings are going to beat the Warriors. Are you too? Yeah, you know, it just, se- it just seems weird uh, this year with, the, with Sacramento 
how they've completely transformed under Mike Brown. Uh, you know, they have pretty much the same players that they had last year for the most part, with the exception of the two rookies that they brought in. And they did bring in Malik Monk, but, uh, you know, they they're, they pretty much have the like same them. players. Yeah. Basically, the I guess the entire difference this whole time has been they've had shit coaching. Yep. Yeah, they might run from where? From Golden State. I love, I mean, I love that last night. They smoked Golden State in Golden State. And Mike Brown was like, you know, trying to study and earn another uh, head coaching job under Steve Kerr. Went back into Golden State against his former boss, crushed him. I I don't know. I'm really praying that Dak Town comes out on fire and gets up by 20. Because if it's a close game, Steph Curry's going to win it. I don't know. Who wins that game tomorrow? Well, Thompson Dak, Thompson Dak has also been it. shooting out of his mind uh, this playoff, too. Yes. You know, it, it kind of seems like the Splash Brothers are, you know, for for this uh, for this playoff run, they've been back on the same page, uh, considering the fact that even though they won the NBA Finals last year, they weren't really on the same page throughout the whole process. Right. Uh, now, now Draymond's getting confident again, which uh, just pains me to say. I just want the well, I hope now. somebody Still shuts this bitch ass up, so. Yeah, seriously. And then all, I feel I feel bad I feel bad for Memphis, uh, considering the fact that they basically had the entire the uh, the entire NBA against them, you could basically say. Uh with LeBron getting help from the referees. Uh I will say this though. I do hope they get rid of Dylan Brooks. I hope yeah. he's gone after the uh after the bullshit they had to put up with him in uh in this series with him, you know, no, low blowing LeBron like he did. And right. now he now he's too chicken shit to face the media. That's his own name, chicken shit. Yeah. I still, I would still put up a thousand dollars that I could hit more threes out of ten than him. <laughs> Love it. Probably. Love it. I mean, it it kind of seemed like every single shot. Like, if you want, if you want a player to shoot you out of the to shoot you out of a game, you just call on Dylan Brooks. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. And that's my team. That's my team, but I thought they should have dealt him at the deadline. I thought they should have got rid of him then. Yeah. And they didn't. All he all he can do, and I, I give him credit for this, he can play defense. But he's a detriment to your team with his mouth and his attitude, and he can't hit a damn bucket if he went to KFC. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's I was kind of surprised. Uh, he, he thinks he he thinks he's Larry Bird. He'll start shooting and shooting and just absolutely kills the team. 
You know, I was kind of surprised that literally their only move was getting Kennard at the uh, at the deadline, which was a good pick. That was a good move. But, yeah. That was a good pickup, but I, you know, I was just I was kind of surprised that that was literally their only move. So that so you think that was a little home cooking? Oh, I'm cowboy literally. cowboys cowboys assistant director of college scouting Chris Vaughn calling his son Deuce to let him know, hey, we drafted you. Oh yeah, that's that's Jerry Jones trying to get back in good graces with the media by doing a yeah. PR stunt. Jerry Jones always looks like he's been drinking for about twelve hours. Yeah, maybe he was. And and not to mention that drinking made him made him look uh, years older. Well, and that drinking cost him Jimmy Johnson. That was the story about that. Um, Jimmy had him really going and winning and winning Super Bowls. And Jerry had this big banquet thing, big dinner thing. Jimmy wasn't there. Jerry was drunk and uh, stood up and was talking about how well the team was doing now. And he, he even mentioned his old college roommate. When they played together for the Arkansas Razorbacks, Jimmy Johnson, my head coach, but I put this team together. This is Jerry Jones, and then uh, Jimmy Johnson heard Jimmy Johnson heard about it the next day, and he said, "Fuck you, I'm out of here." Yeah, you want to talk about you want to talk about egos. Yeah, so then oh, yeah. Jerry goes out. Jerry goes out and hires, hires another Razorback, Barry Switzer, and of course he looks real smart for a year or two because he's got all of Jimmy's players. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I would look pretty smart with that uh, roster. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then it dried up, and it's been dried up ever since. Can you imagine how many championships Jimmy Johnson would have won? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they would still be America's team. Yeah, because the thing is, he knew the college. He knew the college talent, you know, from coaching at Miami, from, you know, he knew he knew how to draft. He had the pipeline. Yeah. Yeah, he, they would still be America's team right now if Jimmy Johnson uh, had stayed as coach. I mean, now, obviously, Jimmy Johnson wouldn't be coaching – Jimmy Johnson wouldn't be coaching still, but uh, you know they wouldn't have had, or they would have had a longer sustained success. Than now, now Jerry, the son, fight over draft picks like they, Jimmy Jones. Uh, J- sorry, Jerry wanted uh, Johnny Menzel. That's all he didn't know. They're like, no, we cannot take him. Just Don't go there. Don't go there. It's, Why do you think Johnny Menzel? So well, didn't they want Johnny Menzel originally? Jerry yeah. Jones was yelling. Jerry Jones was yelling in the war room for Johnny Menzel, and they had to literally talk him off the ledge. That that tells you all you need to know yeah. about the, the the Cowboys draft and uh, approach every year. 
Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that that uh, you know that's basically who he had wanted that he wanted to draft uh, he wanted to draft Manziel, mm-hmm. and instead aren't you glad you didn't? Well, I he mean, got think out of, you know think yeah. Not exactly lighting the world on fire with Dak. No, but at the same time, time, though, you know, Dak is a lot better. Yes. I mean, let me check, let me check, actually. Uh, Dallas that year took Zach Martin as their... uh, as their uh, first round pick. That was a good pick. Yeah, Zach Martin, if I recall, isn't he a, isn't he an All Pro? I think. Yeah. A yeah. multiple yeah. time All Pro. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I you know I don't I don't understand why he wanted uh why he wanted Johnny Manziel so badly when I mean. <laughs> Mantel Mantel was basically a laughing stock in Cleveland. So oh, no, he wanted draft he wanted he wanted to draft Mantel first round when Mandel was coming out. And the and his son Stephen Jones and the war room, the scouts convinced him not were not taking Mandel. That was the story. And then they took and then they took Demarcus Lawrence the very next round. Yep. Good pick. Demarcus Lawrence, who else did they have that year? Yeah. Uh, they didn't. Oh, they didn't have a third round pick that year. I think. Well, then you then you move forward. You move forward, and they and they draft Micah Parsons. I mean, Dallas. Dallas has had good drafts. Probably Cody yeah. had. They got Ceedee right. Lamb. I mean, they've had good drafts. Coaching. That's not been their problem. No, there, problem, there's something not. There's, the there's, some, there's something not. They always have great talent. There's something not connecting because they never get it done in the playoffs. It's the quarterback. He's good, but he's not a Super Bowl quarterback. No. When you get in a big game. He might throw you a touchdown or two, but he's going to throw you two or three interceptions. And that's ultimately why, uh, you know, that, that's why, that's why they've basically uh, said a whole bunch, you know, a whole bunch of times. Okay, what you know, when is it going to be time? Is it now time to move on from Dak? Is it now time to move on from Zeke? Well, we've seen them move on from Dak, or I mean, from Zeke. So. Could yep. we now see them move on from Dak next? And McCarthy is not not a great coach. I mean, that's another issue. Yeah, I don't think they'll move on from Dak for at least another couple of years. Jerry loves him. Yeah. Plus, he don't want to admit how wrong he was giving him that big contract. He pitches wagon though. He won't admit it. He's married. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
you know. I mean, ultimately, the, the ultimately ballsy, gonna... the, the ballsy move would have been when Dak's contract came up, the ballsy move would have been to say, yeah, we appreciate everything you've done, but we think we need to cross over another barrier and we're going to move on. Because he's not going to win a Super Bowl. He's made two hundred something million. No, not a, not a terrible. Thing. Saying, yeah, hey, we'd, we'd like to move in another right. direction. And, but and he ain't going to win Dak a Super Bowl. Would, and Dak would play another seven years somewhere else. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, hey, we're, we're just moving on. Right, this ain't working. Yeah, he could have went somewhere else. Business and then maybe you hit, maybe you hit on the next quarterback. Who was the guy they had to play last year when Dak was hurt that won all those games? Cooper Rush. Yeah, Cooper. Yeah. And look pretty we saw what happened with him. I mean, it's it's basically they basically have a system essentially. And right now, you know, Cooper Cooper is working in that system, Dak isn't. Would Cooper, like if if Cooper Rush were to have played in the playoffs, would Cooper, uh, would the Cowboys have won with Cooper in the playoffs? Uh, as uh, in games that Dak uh, hasn't been able to win. Hmm. I'm not entirely sure about that because yeah. Yeah. another thing too is that you know this year. Yeah, Dak Dak has had uh, has had players like Ceedee Lamb, but it's not like Dak has the players that he once had, like Amari Cooper. You know, there's a, a, a young a young uh, Zeke Elliott. Yeah, a young Ezekiel Elliott. A really a really healthy kick ass offensive line. The offensive line's kind of falling apart with injuries. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's becoming a whole entire uh, a whole entire shit show out there. But anyways, uh, that is going to wrap it up for tonight's show. Uh, for Survivor fans, be sure to join us on Thursday night as we will be doing another episode of the Survivor Forty Four Recap Show, and. God knows there's going to be a lot to talk about with the show uh, coming to a close within the next couple of weeks. And, of course, be sure to join us next Saturday night for another edition of Sports Whispers Weekly. Thank you to everybody who joined me tonight. Thank you to Lou, Alex, Jim, uh, Kyle. And we did have Diane on here for, uh, for a second or two, but... Uh, We will see you guys next Saturday night for another edition of Sports Whispers Weekly. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.